Yeah. It's a wet state. It's <laughs> soaking. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, August 9th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 433. This is No Agenda. Directly under the F-16 flight path of Hill Air Force Base here in Gitmo Nation, Golden Dem Hills, Layton, Utah. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. Dan from Northern Silicon Valley, where, well, wait a minute, I'm going to miss the webinar. I'm John C. Black. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. What are you talking about? What webinar? Can I get an acting job one of these days? <laughs> yeah, well, you can get a bit part, but what what webinar? What are you missing? What's going on? It's just a, there's always a webinar on. If you ever get any emails, a webinar. Go to the webinar. Join the webinar. Uh, no, I don't get. I don't. You don't get no spam. I don't get no webinar emails. I think I look yeah. at that webinar. Sometimes there might be an interesting webinar. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to pay for the webinar? No, most webinars are free. Oh well, then what's the point of the webinar? It's a bad business model. No, it's not what they do, because uh, uh, Ziff used to do these webinars. And by the way, I just hate the word webinar. Yeah, of course. That's why you say it. I know you. So um, <laughs> they they will they will uh, line up people interested in uh, network-attached network storage, and then it would be hosted by some, mm. some journalist plus Ooh. someone from a network-attached yeah. storage company. <laughs> and they'll ding the company forty grand. We need a new name instead of webinar. Maybe a wanference. <laughs> wanference doesn't that sound better? Wanference or a... no? It sounds bad too. <laughs> what else do we have? What, what, what about other... wonkference? Wonkference. What other words do we have for a? Um... What's well, a seminar on the web? So it could be a sema web. <laughs> sema web. Hey man, what's that in your pants? Don't worry, man. It's just a sema web. It's nothing wrong. It's not pointed in your direction. Anyway, in the morning to you. Somebody ends up paying for the webinar. In the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Good morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning, all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, and feet in the air. And, of course, all of our uh, human resources lined up, ready to go in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, as the sin bin, Sally and the sin bin, are parked outside uh, producer uh, Mike Staten's house uh, here in Layton, Utah, just north of Salt Lake City. Mike Staples? Staten. Statum, statum. Oh, sound like yes. you said staples. No, no, Mike Statum, and he has uh, graciously provided us uh, with power, and he has very nice. He has a fifty megabit fiber optic connection to the well, that's, interwebs. That's what you call uh, hooked up. Where, yeah. where, where, where are you? In Layton, Utah. Oh, L A Y T O N. It's just Romney more... country. Yeah, baby. And uh, you will be hearing uh, some uh, F-16s flying directly overhead during today's program. Well, it'd be interesting if they fire on you. <laughs> so uh, that's what the, that's what they train here at uh, Hill Air Force Base, which is literally like three miles up the road. And they do the turn after takeoff right over the house. Now they were <laughs> they were practicing late last night until like eleven thirty. So, uh, the, uh, according to Mike, who uh, don't they have any uh, zoning regulations in this part of the world? Yeah, this is this is noise abatement. This it's is, called no. This is zoned for F-16s. It's it's meant to be this way. Brother, yeah. Well, it's all military. This this, this is it's like it's like I'm living in a in, we're in a Top Gun community here. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, guys walking down the street in camos. You know, it's uh, it's what you'd expect. <laughs> Just in case, yeah, I feel very safe. I have to tell you, I feel great here. Although. 
you know, all these guys, these military guys, you know, they're not only racist, but they're all ready to snap at any minute and kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can happen. Well, before we get into that, let me uh, let me just tell you about our travels uh, so far on the uh, 2009 leg of the tour. Where we last left off was, uh, well, I did the show from uh, from Erie, uh, outside of Denver. That was after our Colorado Springs meetup. Then we took to the road, direction uh, Utah, and we wound up, uh, let's see, we, uh, we got to Idaho Springs the first night, which is the first hot springs kind of on I-70. Um, you were in Idaho? No, it's called Idaho Springs, but it's in Colorado. Well, that makes zero sense. I can't help that. And um, by the way, you don't want to get into the Idaho hot springs, Idaho Springs hot springs, because it's like it's kind of like the Griswolds, all these places, you know, a bunch of shirtless, sweaty dudes. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go into Obvious. the hot springs. Nah, I think I'll pass, dude. I'm going to the hot springs where, by the way, bathing suits are optional. <laughs> yeah we did get a nice couple's massage that was nice um and we stayed overnight at uh, at a campsite uh where i learned for the first time how to reverse the sin bin into a into a parking spot it, it takes a little while but once you get it then you can kind of do it but it's uh it's very counterintuitive backing this thing up have you, you well, it's not once you, no if you if you can visualize how it how the mechanism works it's not counterintuitive it's not no uh-uh well it took a little while it's kind of like rubbing your tummy and patting your your head at the same time you said time. this exact same phrase before and i'm i'm not buying that because you're only doing one thing you're not doing two at the same time you just have to think in a different well, no, I disagree because when you want the the trailer to go one way, of course your your truck is going the exact other way of that you'd want it to go. So it is like doing looking at two things. You have to look at the trailer, see where it's starting to turn and point, and you also have to make sure the nose of your car is not bumping into anything. Right. Well, okay, but it's <laughs> the, that's a continuum. It's not simultaneous. <sighs> okay. Unless you got eyeballs in the back of your head. Yeah, a lot of lot of trailer uh, experience, John. Yeah, as okay. a matter of fact. Okay, well, next time you can come along and you can drive, okay? Uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. It's not that hard. You've been moaning about it for excessive... No. And you haven't hit anything. <laughs> well, no. What? No, I haven't hit anything. But it's I find I find it complicated, and I haven't been moaning about it. I mean, I'm just giving you an you update. You haven't hit anything. I'm That's just giving point. you an update. Well, I want an update on the tour, not on your driving habits. So then we went to, uh, after a night in Idaho Springs, uh, we continued along I-70, and uh, we went to uh, Glenwood Springs. Glenwood. You get off the beaten path off of 70, or you just stay on the big... No, on the, after, on the... After, after, after Glenwood Springs, I'll tell you that in a second. So we went to Glenwood Springs... Uh, that's where our producer uh, uh, JD uh, uh, was so kind enough to hook him up to his uh, his home. Actually, the home he grew up in, which was very cool. Uh, and his dad, uh, uh, Coach Miller, uh, lives there with him. Who was very very well known in uh, in the small town of Glenwood Springs, which is kind of the where everyone who services Aspen lives in Glenwood Springs. Um, 
And uh, so we had a, a nice little uh, little meetup. Uh, we had some of his most excellent self-shot, self-processed elk sausages. Oh, nice. Yeah, really outstanding. Um, and, you know, um, Glenwood Springs is where uh, the is a hotel, the Colorado Hotel, which has been there for a hundred years. I guess that's where Teddy Roosevelt. Very famous place. Yeah. What do you know about it? Because I, I, you know, I got some of the backstory. I, know, I, I saw it on one of those hotel, great hotels of you know history specials on mm-hmm. TV. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Well, apparently Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, watching something on TV, you, you learn nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It looks great. Don't know anything about it other than that Teddy Roosevelt uh, stayed there because um, I guess it's for the hot springs there. And that's why that's why they put that thing there a um, hundred years ago. Uh, so we had a great visit there, stayed overnight. Then we went on, and uh, we decided to. We definitely got off the beaten path. If you have your map handy, John, um, make it handy. Okay, we got off um, off off I seventy uh, just as well. First of all, we went through that whole you know like I don't know like. Two, Give me the name of the t- of a town so I can put on Google. Okay. Uh, Joe's Valley. Really? Yeah. Joe's Valley. You'll find it in Utah. Or actually, Upper Joe's Valley, to be precise, uh, which is Route 10 there's up the from Joe's the Valley. And there's Joe's Valley, Utah camping. Yeah, correct. That's it. So we went up north um, after going through that desert for like... Oh, my a, God. <laughs> we, went, we went through the desert for two hours. Which yeah. I have to say was uh You must have been going fast. This is actually kind of mountainous desert. It oh yeah. But, I mean it's exactly what Utah looks like in the movies. With, yeah, high mountain high oh, yeah. desert. Oh yeah. And high so desert. and you know, it was hundred and ten degrees again in the desert. Uh Sally doing pretty good though, now that I'm putting ninety one octane in her. Uh somehow that keeps her cooler, so that's good. It uh, that's because you must have been having some uh pre ignition problems which I, heats up the engine. Yeah, I think so. So so that's working much better. And then uh, we start. You can probably get by with eighty nine. Yeah, I'll keep. I'm happy at ninety one right now. Not happy with the price. And then we went up. Uh, I guess elevation. We got to almost uh, yeah, about nine thousand feet. And it's this, oh, it was outstanding. All of a sudden, you break into into Joe's Valley, and it's just you know there's lakes and there's cows walking around, completely you know roaming across the road. Which looked really tasty. In fact, Miss Mickey, every five minutes, she's like, I want to eat. Are you guys hungry? If I you're on the road, you're going to think they kill it. Running over a cow and <laughs> like, eating it? I want to eat that one. I want to eat that one. Because they look so happy and, and content. And they look yeah, so, so beautiful. Yeah, so you want to kill them. Yeah, like, we want to. No, well, so you were on 70, uh, which is also the same as old Highway 50, the Lincoln Highway. Mm-hmm. I might have. Very historic. Uh, okay. And so you were on 70, and you cut up. I don't see how you got route, to Joe's route Valley. 10? Route 10. Oh, Route to, 10. Okay, I see that. Oh, 10 yeah. to 29. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you had this horrible desert. Yeah, we, we did the then, desert. And uh, you, you yeah. went. Uh, then you cut over on 29 to get to the Valley's yep. Reservoir? Yep, 29. Okay, and then what? And, uh, and we camped out, and it's really cool because you're just like, you know, just like, oh, there's a spot. You just pull in, and you're good. <laughs> you're good yeah, to go. Yeah, it's very woodsy here. Oh, and, and the silence was deafening. It was just, you know, except for, you know, then you start to hear things like the woodpeckers. And uh, we didn't see a bear. We were hoping to see one. We didn't see any bear. You're better off not seeing them. Yeah, there's a lot of them around, though. And uh, and then, of course, at night, the star universe is just not to be believed, particularly if you take some binoculars. This is something you want to do. If you can really get out somewhere where there's no... 
ambient light uh, pollution. It's called from, light pollution. Yeah, light pollution from uh, from a city. And you just look up, you're like, wow. You know. Oh, we saw a uh, we saw a spacecraft go by. Confirmed. Oh, satellite. Yeah, not well. Are this, why would the satellite have lights on it? Was it blinking? No. It was moving very fast. That's a satellite. Really? Yeah. They're hmm. very reflective. Hmm. Okay. They really move fast. When you see one go across, you go, wow, that thing's moving. Yeah. Well, you kind of bummed me out now because I said to Mickey, I said, look, there's a spacecraft. She said, yep, confirmed. <laughs> and that was good. I'm like, okay, let's go to bed. <laughs> oh, brother. Now Sa- I feel safe. Satellite, huh? Okay. All right. I'll take satellite. And... uh and somehow we we messed up a day, and uh, Mike here in uh, in Leighton, he was expecting us last night, so there was some confusion anyway. So he, I guess he waited until around midnight when ah screw it, they're probably dead there in the hills. Uh, so we did. Show- <laughs> <laughs> he's a very strung up by their feet and bled. He's a very low key kind of guy. Mike's great. He's uh, uh, retired from the Air Force. Uh, he did his 20 years. He's uh, he, Now he's a civilian doing the same job, working on the uh, – he, he sets up all the air traffic control systems, and he runs okay. it and He runs it here at, uh, at Hill. And um, it's amazing. He's got – he's, he, he's a ham radio operator. He's got a shack. I'm going to take pictures of it. Yeah, Outstanding. Really a beautiful setup. And he has this, like, homemade dipole, which stretches yeah. all across the backyard – I swear sure. to God, if if the if uh, one of his neighbors takes a picture of it and then calls, here we go. There's an F-16. <laughs> First one of the day. <laughs> wow, you should be recording these. Yeah, well, hopefully we are. Uh, I swear to God, if you know, he ticks all the boxes, man. He's like keeps to himself. He's got a crazy antenna in the backyard. He's got an arsenal. <laughs> Look at there's another one. This is going to go on all day. Okay, well, that adds a little ambiance to the show. Mm-hmm. So where are you now? So you were at the lake and you went... No, so we were at the lake. Wait, you then... went up north? What'd you do? No, then we cut over west. If you look on your map, 31. So you stay on 29. So you went on that zigzag road? Yeah, which is not even paved. Must have been a nightmare. It was beautiful. Are you kidding me? It was it was fantastic. I'm looking at the... On the map, it looks like it's ziggy. It was. Constant. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you went over to 89 and, and you hit Ephraim. Yes, exactly. And then we went down uh, and caught down. The, yeah, down first and then back up on the I-15. I-15? Yeah, I-15. Oh, I see where you went. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you went all... Oh, geez, that's a... Her- that's a... That's, that's a... That's a waste. That was a serious drive. That yeah. Was, it was a... But, oh, my... We're going to come back and we're... You know, somehow Utah had this, like, bad rap in my mind. You know, it's like barren wasteland. because you've been propagandized by the, by the media. It is so beautiful. The, the mountains here, it's just... It's... There's, a, there's a bunch of ski resorts in the Utah area yes. that are just Snow, phenomenal. Yeah, Snowbird. I've actually uh, skied Snowbird back in the MTV Snow days. Snowmass, I think, is another one. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, but besides that, just the camping alone. And you can stay in one spot for 14 days. Yeah, so you can basically live there, and then you know, and then when you're uh, after your 14 days, you just move, you know, another place for yeah. 14. Days. Yeah, you just move up 100 and yards. You could be or hiding out forever. Completely. Only thing, of course, is there's no uh, no interwebs. And I will say this on the on the travel because once we got up to the top of the mountain, which was another thousand feet, I think, all of a sudden, 
uh, AT&T G4, what they call G4, their LTE, just kicks in, starts to work. I have to say, in comparison to last year, where I had Verizon, T-Mobile, and AT&T, all of them pretty much sucked. AT&T was still the best. I don't know what it is with the G4 frequencies they're using, but I have connectivity almost everywhere that we've been so far. Huh. It's And is that possible that maybe they... In this year, they put up either maybe the LTE has. Well, they're a, always putting new stuff up. Yeah, but I mean, even on the in that desert, you know, crossing into Utah, we had. You're probably getting a, some signal from a distance. That's the only thing I. So can I'm think thinking of. LTE reaches further or something. It's, uh, uh, it's one of our guys that know. Because okay, uh, so here's the deal. So I'm looking at where. So where are you now? What town? Okay, now we're in Layton, L-A-Y-T-O-N. Oh, I don't see that on here. Yeah, it's above Salt Lake City. Oh, you're above. Oh, you've already driven that far. Yeah, we've gone. Oh, up. You're yeah. on the move. Yeah, we are booking, baby. <laughs> That's a lot of driving. <laughs> uh huh. Thank you. Well, you were complaining about us staying in Colorado so long. I figured, okay, we'll give it a shot. So you've gone. Well, you probably. So you are headed to Pocatello. And uh, well, next we're going to Sun Valley. After the show, we pack up, go to Sun Valley. A couple of producers up there. We want to say hi to, and then we're going to Boise. And you're going to Idaho Falls? I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. And then we're going to come back. Well, you're going down. To, okay, if you're going to Boise, you're probably going through Twin Falls. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Ms. Mickey is the one who knows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what we've decided now is instead of going up to Montana, we're going to swing around after Boise, and we're going to go all the way down to New Mexico, which we missed on, uh, on an, uh, our when we moved out to Texas, are you going to see one of our famous knights? Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, we're going to see. Our, we're going to see our Kent. knight, and we're going to uh, do a meetup. A lot of people really excited, so we're going to go New Mexico route, and uh, and then back to Texas. So we should be back in. You're going to come down on the 95. Uh, again, I don't know. I, I can't think that far ahead. It's, this is very tiring, John. I, I, yes, I'm grousing about that. You wake up, you go well, like... you should. You go I like, think you should be grousing more. It's fun to listen to. You go like, oh, my God, where are we? What day is this? Oh, we lost the day. Oh, man, someone's... What? what? Okay. Uh, what? Are you going to swing through Great Basin National Park? Yeah, well, I hope so. Whatever that is, I sure hope so. We We have decided that, without a doubt, the national parks is where it's at. We've been in RV parks. We've been in camping grounds. Screw that. You go up to these mountains, like in Utah, and you just plop down, and you build a fire, and there's no one around, no one harassing you. Of course, there's no electricity, water, or anything else, but that's yeah, why but you, you got, got a self-contained system. Yeah, that's why you got your thing all set up. Exactly. Exactly. You do, after a couple of days, have to find a, a dump. That is quite key. Because otherwise, uh, you're sleeping in a litter box. I mean, unless you guys are just crapping nonstop. (laughs) But it's hot outside. So there's basically a a plastic box underneath the trailer with poop that's just boiling. (laughs) We're driving around with boiling poop. (laughs) Yeah. It's exactly what it is. So I was at, uh, did I tell you this story? I must have. I, I, I relate it every time I comes up in the conversation so i'm at the at the dairy up in washington state there is this uh, dungeness farms that has the, the raw milk and it's a great place very clean but there was a truck a dump truck coming out of the place filled with poop uh with poop yeah with cow poop uh-huh. and it was steaming yeah oh it can and catch i've always on fire. said there i finally got to see the steaming truck of <laughs> Of, of crap, it can actually catch on. You fire. hear about it. Yeah. I've never seen it. And I was I was really giddy about. It. I was pointing it to everybody. Hey, look, look, look! It 
It's a steaming truck of crap. It's steaming. It's just, just like they said. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, get excited about that much. No. no. Anyway, uh, in 2009, I'm pretty sure on this very program here, the No Agenda Show, which, uh, of course, is also known as... The best podcast in the universe! We discussed the Mayak Report. Actually, the Mayak, I think, is Strategic Report. Do you recall this, John? The Mayak Report? I'm sure I will when you get to this, talking about it. It is the Missouri Information Analysis Center. Mayak Strategic Report, February 20th, 2009. The Modern Militia Movement, wherein uh, they had this whole checklist... Of basically, okay, here's what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to see uh, former military guys who are going to sh- start killing people, shooting people up. Uh, they like Ron Paul. They carry the Constitution. Right. You have to look for right. They carry a Constitution. They like. They got Ron Paul bumper stickers. Exactly. Uh, they keep to themselves. They got crazy antenna. Crazy antennas. <laughs> I'm pestering Mike about this the whole day. So don't let you don't let your neighbors see it. They watch uh, Zeitgeist on uh, on on YouTube, and uh, so you know it's been very hard uh, keeping up with what's going on. But of course, you know C-SPAN has their video page, and CNN has their video page, and Wolf Blitzer just blew me away. Where he uh, in in light of uh, our, ne- our 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 now second shooting. Um, in Oak Creek, the sick shooting. He seek. It's the way it should be pronounced. Yeah, Everyone seems to pronounce yeah. it sick. Uh, Everyone's been pronouncing it wrong. It's seek, right? Seek, seek. Yeah, seek. seek. So he he pulls out all the stops, and of course, I mean this this report is filled with all the memes. There's the racism, there's the military, there's the homegrown terrorism, and he refers back to the Mayak report saying, well, see, we told you this was going to happen. I mean, the number of people that are being killed in these attacks is relatively small. Uh, But that said, um, when people think of terrorism, they shouldn't automatically think of Al-Qaeda. They should think of right-wing terrorism. Of course, there is... Right-wing terrorism. Also, eco-terrorists. Eco-terrorism. An animal rights liberation front. Folks, they haven't done lethal terrorist attacks, uh, but they've certainly done property damage. You're trying to keep this into some sort of perspective. Let me read to you from a Department of Homeland Security report that was released in 2009. Returning Uh, veterans possess combat skills and experience that are attractive to right-wing extremists. DHS, Department of Homeland Security, INA, which is the Office of Intelligence and Analysis at DHS, is concerned that right-wing extremists will attempt to recruit and radicalize returning veterans in order to boost their violent capabilities. You agree with that assessment? I think that's a very legitimate uh, concern. Yeah. Think about <laughs> of course, of course, it's legit. It's oh, legit. yeah, it makes nothing but sense. Uh, Timothy McVeigh, an Army veteran Timothy who McVeigh. killed 168 yeah. Americans yeah. in Oklahoma City in 95. Uh, Wade Michael Page in Wisconsin. Again, we have a guy with three names now. Wade Michael Page. Wade Michael Page. On Sunday, uh, a, a military veteran. Uh, I think that's a very legitimate concern. So there's military training. Uh, <clears throat> do you think some of these extremists, they go into the military? Did you hear, to- did you hear the tell? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, yeah. <clears throat> Just so you know. <clears throat> to obtain the training and then go out and do what they want to do, or they're, in effect, militarized by the military. <laughs> Duh. 
I, you know, I, I don't want to hazard a guess on that one, Wolf. Um, I, I don't want to hazard a guess on that one, Wolf. You know, obviously, McVeigh had long left the military when he did Oklahoma City. Uh, Wade, Michael, Wade Michael Page also long left the military. But having some military training doesn't hurt if you want to go out and kill people. <laughs> it doesn't hurt if you want to go out and kill people. Having some mili- Yeah, that's what the military training is for. Uh, so the question is, what can be done about all of this? Uh, here's what Mark Potok of the Southern Poverty Law Center told me in the situation room yesterday. Now, these guys, the Southern, we've talked about them before, the Southern yeah, Poverty Law Center. I, d- I don't trust them. I don't like them at all. Yeah, I, I, I have mixed feelings about them. I think they... they you don't know. I mean, it's almost like the uh, sometimes it seems that they're doing a good thing and then other times they get their nose involved with stuff that seems su- suspect. Indeed. Really, I don't see any fault in law enforcement in this. I don't see how they might have prevented it. Uh, you know, there are just a number of people out there and some tiny percentage of them will ultimately act on those beliefs. But when they're, you know, lone wolves, terrorists like this fellow page, uh, it's just about impossible to predict or, or interdict. Because law enforcement is always worried about First Amendment rights. You can say anything you want. The question is, do you cross the line? Yeah, in this case, in the case of Wade Michael Page, it, does, it looks like he didn't cross the line. In the case of Major Nadal Hassan, who, of course, killed four, 13 people at Fort Hood, Texas, motivated by al-Qaeda ideology, no. he was in touch with the uh, Yemeni-American cleric. In- All right, then they go on and on and on. So, the, so the, part of this is putting it on law enforcement because they knew... And, of course, the FBI had been watching this guy, this uh, WMP, WMP, WMP. Uh, I, I'm not aware that anything like that would occur at this, this time. And, you know, obviously, this uh, event is going to continue to unfold, and we're going to learn more about uh, Wade Michael Page and the people with Wade whom, Michael Page. Uh, he was affiliated. But how long do you think this officer is going to have to be protected? That's a good question. I think, again, the more we know about Wade Michael Page, Wade the Michael more Page. we learn about him and his background, uh, I think that would determine. Uh, Wade Michael Page, Wade Michael Page. What is, what is up with the, with the three names? The Wade Michael Page. I don't know. It just, uh, I have no idea. Why don't they just call him Wayne Page? What no, does it make? Wade Michael Page. I mean, he's just some, he's just a, he's a uh, alleged murderer. And why do we have to, why do we have to acknowledge his middle name? It's not as though there's a bunch of these guys. There's, there's got, some code involved there's here. There's got to be a reason for it. Anyway, here's a couple reports I picked up. This is uh, where the racism and uh, FBI comes into it. Criminologists who interviewed Page said he started identifying with the neo-Nazi movement while he was in the Army. Okay, now this is very important because listen closely to this report. They even have an ex-skinhead who comes on. And it's uh, this is, to me, is... You know, of course, the military is always going to be a subsection of the United United States population, so you will always have... Uh, you know, a, a small fraction of, of crazy people. But the way they're portraying this is very disturbing. And I think that, uh, you know, having read a lot not of... hearing the, anything. Oh. I don't, I'm, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, uh, the way the uh, the White House insider on Ulsterman has been describing the military being very unhappy with Obama, I think this report shows what they might be very unhappy about is basically saying everyone in the military is probably a racist and a skinhead and wants to kill people. Because he thought African-American soldiers got preferential treatment. Specifically, what he he told me at one point was that if you uh, join the military and you're not a racist, then you certainly will be by the time you leave. Well before pictures like this were posted on Facebook, the FBI had identified hundreds of veterans involved in white supremacist incidents. And federal investigators say small numbers of white supremacists have infiltrated most parts of the military. Most parts of the military. Really? So they're everywhere now. 
while Page was at Fort Bragg in 1995, three soldiers were caught and convicted of murdering a black couple outside the base. All were identified as neo-Nazi skinheads. The Army cracked down on racists in the ranks and kicked out dozens of soldiers. But the problem goes way beyond one base. Every major military installation, you will have at least two or three active neo-Nazi organizations actively trying to recruit on-duty personnel. Every single base, John, actively recruiting. This is a shameful report. Sounds like, it sounds like prison. Yeah, but <laughs> but it, this this is absolutely outrageous that they that they talk like this is on CNN. TJ uh, Laden would know. He's a former Marine and skinhead who says some military units ignore overt racism. Of course. I used to hang a swastika flag in my wall locker. And everybody in my unit, all the way up to my commander, knew it. The only time they ever asked me to take it down was when the commanding general would come through, uh, just so they wouldn't get in trouble. Now, that's not to say that happens across the board. In fact, even Layden admits that in his brother's unit, the commander there took an extremely hard line against this kind of racism. So, this is the whole racism thing. And I, and I think it, I think it's going to be, well, in fact, that the president's already using this. It's, you know, we're, it's like not just against guns, but there's a racism aspect. There's all this crazy stuff going on. I, I, you know, and, and, and it's singling out military. Huh. Yeah, I think this, this is an interesting angle I didn't expect. Uh, I've got a couple of clips we should probably play along here to keep the thing interesting. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. No, it's interesting. I mean, I like that last clip, but it's just like there's something there's more to this story because for first first of all, the original report and they cuz they killed there was one specific guy that was killed that may have been actually the target of the whole thing. Uh-huh. And but there was a, a an armed policeman apparently in the Sikh temple who started firing at this guy. And what this guy was not a Sikh. What was he doing there in the first place? If you look right, at the right. early reports, right, right, so, right. So this cop in there, and so the cop kills him. Supposedly, now they've changed the story yeah. where the cop wounded him and he shot himself, which makes zero sense. And you have a clip for this? No, I don't have a clip for that. I'm just, I'm just I, saying I, I, these I have, clips. I have the clip for that. Oh, we'll play that clip, and I'll yeah. get to mine. Yeah. In the crucial moments when police were trying to neutralize him, we now learn suspect Wade Michael Page was first shot in the stomach by a police officer. Then... It appears that Page um, died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Appears. Appears. Into the head. Officials say they still can't find a motive, no specific clues on why Page went on a shooting rampage, killing six worshippers at the Sikh temple of Wisconsin. But they do have an idea of what brought him to the Milwaukee area. Now, this is great. If you had to come up with a name for a crazy chick and you have a crazy mugshot, it doesn't get any better than this. He was probably here because of his relationship with her. I'm not going to get into why they broke up. Why aren't you going to get into why they broke up? Something must have happened there. That's Misty Cook. Misty Cook. <laughs> Misty Cook. Misty Cook. Yes, right. Identified as Paige's ex-girlfriend. She was arrested this week on an unrelated weapons charge. <laughs> Law enforcement officials are looking at connections that Cook, like Paige, had with white supremacist groups. Uh-huh. Misty, you know, that, that Misty Cook, whenever I hear that, it may, reminds me, what was Manson's crazy chick's name yeah right i i know what you're thinking you know what i, I mean don't have it what, what was her yeah. name uh, we'll think of it in a second yeah well, well here i have the out. local report on the shooter in wisconsin okay here we go smiles Sorry, from the sikh temple 
Neighbors say police were focused on an upstairs flat and rifling through garbage cans in the alley. The landlord of the building says he rented the flat to a man in his 40s, an Army veteran he believed to be from Chicago, and that happened about a month ago. He tells the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel police did not tell him if the tenant was the shooter, but the uh, tenant's description apparently matches, according to him. A white male, bald in his 40s, with a 9-11 tattoo on his arm. Uh. The officers had an armored truck, a trailer, and several other vehicles here. Uh, they evacuated residents uh, from a, a two-block area. And as, once again, uh, one neighbor told me that she and her husband were not allowed back into their homes until about midnight. She said police were walking around with a photo of the gunman, showing the photo to all of the neighbors and, and conducting interviews for quite a while here yesterday. Hmm. So I ran in. Meanwhile, they're showing the picture around and they, the neighbor says, that was, was the guy living there? No, we don't know. We can't say. Right. Yeah, this always annoys me. Play this clip. Guy checks white nationalist blogs. Okay. Record that I just got done watching CNN, and they're saying that this Wade Michael Page uh. is a white nationalist or a white supremacist, and that he's like a lead singer of a popular, <laughs> what they're calling a hate music band or a uh, white power music band, and that he's somehow popular in that in that group and so I thought that sounded really strange so I went to the like the mainstream white nationalist online forum which is heavily heavily moderated you can't go on there and pose as somebody so I, I look around and everybody does nobody knows who this guy is they think he's a uh, you know they're thinking that he's like a you know a fake or a patsy that the, uh, that the news is making it up so I just want that to go on the record, okay? Yeah, excellent, excellent. And in addition to that, listen to what an eyewitness says in an early report. This is a, an Associated Press report, so you have to assume there's some legitimacy to it. Listen to what the guy says. Our temple service every Sunday um, starts around 10, 10.30, and usually goes in the afternoon. And around 10, between 10 and 10.30, four uh, white males who were dressed darkly, uh, dressed in all black clothing, came in and opened fired on the uh, on our congregation. Four four white males dressed in dark clothing. Four. So it's kind of hard to to imagine that. Yeah, like I yeah exactly. You know, I mean, if I'm an eyewitness and I see this crazy guy come in and shoot up the place, even though apparently when he was shot, he was like in the kitchen or something. When he went and he targeted, there's somebody somebody was targeted and this cop supposedly killed him there. And then all of a sudden, by the way, this changed the story from the cop killing him and, and the local for about a, two or three days. The cop was this huge hero. He never said anything that he didn't kill right, him. Right. And then I'm thinking it goes like this. Some insurance company calls up <laughs> who's ever writing the script and says, hey. If this cop kill him, this is going to cost us. Yeah. If he's committed suicide, we're off the hook. So what? Can you change the story for us? <laughs> You'd be doing me a big favor, Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Why is it always Bill? It's always Bill. Yeah. So Fox News also got the memo about, hey, let's tie this into racism. This is really good for the president. And I got the clip of the president tying into this in a minute. And uh, they are so stupid. So stupid. But they got the memo. They didn't quite understand how to how to parse what they were supposed to say. Have there been, to your knowledge, any prior acts of violence against members of the temple? Uh, any uh, anti-Semitic uh, acts against? <laughs> no. Anti-Semitic. 
How do you go from here to anti-Semitic? Because he do- they're so stupid. They got the memo like this has got to be you know it's got to be racial whatever. And uh, you know they, 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 he says temples. Who thinks oh a temple? All right, it's got to be Jews. Seek. It's got to be uh, they're Jews, aren't they? Aren't they Jews? <laughs> they're Jews. How stupid is Fox News? Anti-Semitic. This is total idiots. This is bad. Total, total idiots. So here's President Obama in Denver and uh, how he is uh, using this. And and this worries me uh, very much. Uh, The topic he uh, chooses to uh, attach to this is senseless violence. Wisconsin, where six members of our community were killed as they entered into a house of worship. And and so I think we can all acknowledge uh, we've got to put an end to this kind of senseless violence. Uh Whether it's in Aurora, Aurora, whether it's in Oak Creek, whether it's in Tucson, Uh whether it's in Pakistan. Or how about, yeah, exactly, Pakistan, how about to Anaheim? Let me give you one of those, Mr. President. Across America, where too many lives are cut short. Because of senseless violence. And what are we, we're calling it senseless violence, but what are we going to do about it, Ms. President? This is going to have to stop. And as uh-huh. an American family, as one American family. You hear the prompter flub? You hear the prompter flub? As an American family, I, I mean, as one American family, big flub there. Big flub. Here we go. One American family, we're going to have to come together and look at all. The approaches that we can take. Like banning ammo? To try to bring an end to it. Uh-huh. And, and I want you to all know that the thoughts and prayers. Yeah, blah, blah. So there you go. So, yeah. Well, so, and the other thing that I, I you know, the, the guy calling in and, and having him change the script at the last minute, I think they also did one. Uh, I, I don't know if you caught this. At some point, there was one report that kind of went through and then came and went about the guy apparently was an out-and-out drunk. Yeah. He was a huge alcoholic, and he must have been an alcoholic rage. Did you catch this one? No, I didn't catch that one. Do you have that? Do you have that clip? No, I don't have it, but but I I I have the counter to it because Pierce Morgan had a friend of the shooter, and the guy was so rehearsed that at the end, it's just so what he says absolutely makes zero sense. And and after, by the way, he had a long interview with this guy, and the thing that uh, stuck out in my mind was that apparently – Phillips showed up and uh, whatever is Wade shows up and he never mentioned once that he even asked for a drink and it, <laughs> for an out and out drunk that seems highly unlikely. Let me ask you a question: Did yeah. his friend have nine uh, eleven tattoos? Was he a skinhead? No, was no, he... he looked like a normal guy. They were apparently buddies in the army for a oh, while. And oh. and you tell me that you can hear the rehearsed ending to this. It was uh, it's like what he said at the end makes no sense in a million years. Would you say that he was a, a violent man? No, not really. He he always seemed calm and reserved, uh, like really passive. Uh, he didn't seem like like the type that would try to start a fight. You know, I, I certainly, I can't say that, that I wouldn't have seen this coming, because uh, honestly, uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah. I was thinking of him, and you know, just to see how he's been doing over the years, <laughs> and when I couldn't find uh, any contact information. Uh, I did start looking for news articles, you know, that something like this might have happened oh, somewhere, and, and I had missed, oh, you know, 
didn't yeah. hear about it. I haven't heard from my buddy in a long time. Let me see if he's uh, killed anyone. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. I'm listening to this. First he goes, he's nonviolent. He seems like this and that. And then all of a sudden he starts to stammer and he goes back to the script. Yeah. And the script includes, you know, I suspected this could happen. So I started looking at news stories since I didn't have any contact information. So in other words, you lose track of somebody. You don't even go to Facebook. And you immediately start scouring the news to see who he shot. Come on. So you know that, uh, you know, I'm sure you saw the report that came out in the German magazine, the Tagesspiegel. If you do not have a Facebook account, you are suspicious. You saw this, I'm sure. Yeah, that's another beauty. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's like, it's all playing. I don't want to sound like some crazy right-wing radio talk show host or, or Alex Jones, but I have to say... You know, I've met so many military personnel on this trip. And by the way, America's a lot of military. Maybe it's just this region we happen to be in, but wow. And they listen to this show. And it really feels like there's a war on our own military. You know, you just check all the boxes on this MIAC report. You listen to what's being said. And, you know, it's it's all about it's the crazy veterans coming back. It's like, wow, man, this is it's disturbing to me. <laughs> well, it's disturbing. I have one one last clip, if you can wrap it after this clip. But sure. I thought I, I ran into this one on the YouTube. Mm. And this is a guy who could, he's this, I consider him to be the substitute wannabe no, no agenda host. He, he wraps off a bunch of stuff with no attribution, no background, no, no and and then he makes a conclusion. And I just had to crack up at this one. And what what's what clip is Shooter this? analysis by wannabe no agenda host. Hold on a second. What is going on? Do you hear that? No. Oh, my God. There's like someone, that was someone with a car and a bass speaker driving by. All right, here we go. All right, guys, um, here's some more information on the Sikh shooting, which happened on 8-5-2012. Wait a minute, this is one of the, you were watching one of these crazy YouTube videos where some guy just sits <laughs> yeah, there it's hilarious. and talks to the camera? Okay. 8 plus 5 is 13. Oh, yeah. oh actually, stop, stop. Uh, He's not, he ne- you never see him, he has a sheet of paper with everything he's saying written down, and he's... He's got a, like a pen, and he points to every word as he says it. Cool. <laughs> it's hilarious. No, no, that, that's what we call low-tech graphics. Uh, the yeah. person who did this was Wade Michael Page. Um, he had a few band names called End Apathy and 13 Knots. The reason why I circled these is because the correlation and the Illuminati connection. Um, let it, let's... Talk about his uh, this guy's background. Uh, he was a former soldier and worked for the military uh, psyops and enlisted in the army in 1992. Yeah, you got that too, right? About the psyops that he worked in the psychological uh, operations. Yes, uh, yes. The was, yeah. He was later j- discharged on in 1998. Uh, he was last stationed in Fort Bragg, serving sci- the psyops unit. Um, this this part of his background is is not um, going to be talked about in the media or going to be talked about by the government or the authorities. Um, this guy named David Kellerman, he was a former National Alliance um, leader. Uh, the National Alliance is a white supremacist group uh, controlled by the FBI. This guy, David Kellerman, said... Um, Wade Michael Page went to work for the FBI and was ordered to infiltrate the 
uh, National Alliance uh, in 2000 uh, to um, gather intelligence. So basically, Wade is an informant and agent provocateur for the FBI. So this, if this isn't proof enough... Yeah, I mean, this is the story I'd like to believe. I don't have any proof, and the, I think the the number prediction guy may not be our best source uh, of proof. <laughs> this guy. But, uh, but this is definitely the meme that's out there. All I know is is that there are active servicemen and women who are ticking off the boxes right down to doesn't have a Facebook profile, and they're going, oh, my God, that's me. And that's ludicrous. Yeah. No, it's totally ludicrous. And I, and it they may- got the Ron Paul sticker. They don't have a Facebook account. They got a ham radio rig in the backyard. They got a, a I mean, constitution with them. Bad. Constitution. Uh, carrying yeah, the they, constitution Yeah, they carry a constitution usually so they can they can end a, or, or win a bet at a bar. It's the only reason you carry them nowadays. Yeah. You say, no, that's bull crap. And you send you show. See, look. Yeah. And so I, I can owe me a buck. Well, um. So, so to, I don't know, wrap it. Yeah. Well, the only way I can really wrap that is uh, say something about the Constitution. We missed a very important bill passing, John. I can't believe that. You missed things. Uh, but so. this this is a big one. Uh, All right, what? Okay, here it is. It is, uh, hold on a second. Let me just get the bill number. Uh Senate, the original was uh, passed last year in the Senate. We are talking about S-679-er, the Presidential Appointment Efficiency and Streamlining Act. Oh, no, yeah, no, I don't know that we missed this. I actually had it uh, to discuss a couple shows ago. Well, it passed in the uh, House. It passed in the House. So now all the president has to do is sign it, and it's law. It changes Article 2 of the Constitution. Which allows the pre- so the, uh, in the Constitution, Article Two, uh, it gives the Senate the power to accept or reject the appointment of presidential nominees. This is what, right. and by the way, this is great show prep. So they're ruining our show because now we don't have all these great Senate confirmation hearings where you see that everyone's a douchebag. Like we wouldn't have known that little Timmy Geithner had never even done his taxes, hadn't filed his taxes, if there wasn't these types of Senate uh, affirmation hearings. And so this is now just gone. So now the president is just king. And what is the Congress doing? 261 to 116 votes on passing this? These guys are all a-holes. Yeah, this accounts for everybody that gets into these offices. Yeah, but, uh, and it, but that's not... And it also accounts for if somebody gets... I found, What I found interesting about it, it seemed to be a uh, a laundry list of who... Uh, gets to a, a position if the guy at the top is killed. Oh, really? Well, see, because well, that's what I cause that's I'm, what I was kind of that's what I was looking at it for. I was saying this is odd. Uh, I mean, because it was talking about if you have the death of the Secretary of State and this and and the Assistant Secretary and this person, then this person takes over. I'm right. thinking, why are they setting up all these 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 uh, secretaries under the president to be? I mean, what what is the well, they get, they're expecting a bombing or well, something? What are they? I, that's what I was thinking when I was looking at this. I was very baffled by it. Well, he, here's a theory then for you. This would be the continuity of government program, and the, and we have seen many executive orders being passed along these lines in the past few years, where it shows the ascension order if someone right. if someone gets taken out. So 
you know, maybe you got uh, all the secretaries sitting there in Denver in the underground base, all, all safe and secure, and then something goes off in Washington and takes it all down. And uh, whether these people get eliminated or not is almost irrelevant. If the communications are gone, you know, who's taken over? Oh, man, you're like more crackpot than I am with that. No, Thanks. that's the first thing I thought about. Cause yeah. why would, cause this is a huge bill. It has all these details oh, about it's an if so-and-so bill. dies and yeah. so-and-so dies and this guy will take over and you don't know who these people are. It, uh, the bill, yours probably makes more sense, but I'm. But this other thought. No, I, no, no I've, I've saved this bitter. bill for um, for when I get back. Uh, it's only 13 pages, but every single part of the bill is – Remove this, replace this. So you've got to go and Google, you know, like Section 10A3 of the Selective Service Act, and you've got to go back, and then it's uh, Homeland Security Act 2006, 6 U.S.C. 238B. I mean, there's a lot of work in this as a government legislation analyst to really find the nuggets because that this bill is not in English anymore. This is, this is just lawyer speak referring to all. And, of course, that's what happens with the constitutional change. It's all about the lawyers doing it. But, I, you know... I have not heard one peep about this. This is huge. This is a huge change to the way our country is runs. You yeah. Know, imagine, you know, we think Sibelius is already an idiot. So now we're just going to get an idiot without even knowing who the idiot is. Now go ahead, just put him in. I'm the king anyway. But what are the Republicans in Congress thinking? They're passing this because they're so convinced that they're going to win, uh, you know, that they're going to have a Republican president uh, next cycle? It's like, <laughs> we'll show them. We'll bring in all our buddies. I mean, what are they thinking? To me, it's just uh, unexplicable. Inexplicable. Well, or inexplicable. Inexplicable. Yeah. Hmm. You're crackling all a right, little, well, by the maybe way. Maybe we should take a... a yeah, why are you crackling? Up. Why are you crackling? Sorry, you're crackling. It's like uh, it's like you have a wire loose. I'm crackling. Yeah, like you have a wire loose or something. Well, let me just check my wires. Yeah, it shouldn't be crackling. There's only one wire that'd be crackling. Be the microphone. Maybe that. Uh, maybe your modem is too close again to the mic. I think we we've had. No, something no, no. Like that's when I have this set up on the other side of the room by the modem. Oh, okay. Well, it's this not is my this... normal setup. It's not that disturbing. It's okay. Let's thank some. We have producers. Yes, we have uh, executive producer here. Two executive producers. Yeah, we got producers. a bunch of them. Cool. And I do have a couple of stories to tell about uh, some of this, but Groovy. I'll do it at the, the big break in the middle. Groovy. Um, okay. Well, we got uh, one, two executive producers and three associates. Uh, and uh, one executive producer, uh, one of them is Kent Zeiser, Sir Kent from Clovis, New Mexico, who you'll be seeing yes, hopefully. We will. Yep. He yes, did we send will. a note in. Uh, discussing how he really love to see you guys come through, and he'd probably help uh, organize something. Or yep. you, you can stay at his place. He yep. says. Now, Miss Mickey's all over that, and uh, and I believe he's got a, a nice place. I think he's a, a cattle farmer or something along those lines. Oh, tasty! I'm sure he's got great beef. <laughs> beef. <laughs> if you got beef, Miss Mickey'll be there. You can be there with uh, – you can cook it outside on an open fire. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Rick Cable in Modesto, California, 33333 from Webscom e-business service. Uh-huh. I need a personal deducing for $33 and the remainder in karma from my website, finditclassifieds.com. 
which makes this tax-deductible advertising. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Thank you so much. 33333, beautiful number. Yeah, thanks for the greatest podcast in the universe. Find It Classifies. Like, I wonder if that competes with Craigslist or I whatever. Hope, I hope so. Uh, yeah, really. Alexander Selznyov. 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 Selesnyov, exactly. Sir Alexander Selesnyov. Sir Alex, yeah, yeah. Two, three, four, five, six. Accept my contribution to the greatest podcast in the universe. Please f- send my way some of the general purpose karma. Uh, keep up the good work. Okay. Thank you very much, Sir Alexander. You've got karma. Continuous with the Russians, Gene Naftuliev. Naftuliev. Sir Gene to you. Naftuliev. Naftuliev, that's what I said. Yeah. Let's go Texas. First go Texas. Up from the yacht up north, I'd like to ask who is John Galt <laughs> and wish karma to John and Mimi on their anniversary. Oh, really? Thank you. When did you have your anniversary? Yesterday. Oh, how was it? It was good. We went out and had another bot. I had bought a, a couple of cases of uh, years ago of 1988 Lynch Bage. Mm-hmm. We have every anniversary. We have a bottle because Lynch Bodge lasts forever anyway. Is that when you guys and so got married? so I go to this restaurant. I went to the Bay Wolf Cafe. I should tweet this. It pissed mm-hmm. me off. Normally when you go in with a 25 or 24-year-old bottle of wine you uh, and you go to a restaurant and bring the wine with you, you you'd normally – you always offer a taste to the waitress or the waiter or the maitre d'. I gave a taste to the maitre d' and the waitress, and they still dinged me for corkage. The, <laughs> the rule is you comp the person when you get free wine from them. Wait a minute. It's not the maitre d'. Give them a douchebag. Douche them. Douche them. Douchebag. <laughs> and you're supposed to give it to the sommelier, you douche. Not to the, the... No, there's no sommelier at this place. So, so is 88 your, uh, your, your marriage year? Is that the, the 88 yeah, 88. year? Well, that's right, nice. So Mimi the, came the, down. Mimi came. The 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 mountain she's came down. Ma- she's she's the mountain with a dog. The mountain came to Muhammad, as it were. So uh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So were the kids there? Were were they in the house? But he's here. Yeah. So did you get lucky? <laughs> Just ask him. I didn't get lucky. They charged me for corkage. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> wait, some Jim uh, Car- Karma for you guys from Gene. You've got karma. <laughs> I was wondering about that. You know, it's like you get her all sauced up and drunk on the 88, whatever that is. You're pissed off Lynch about Bob. the corkage. And she's like, oh, Jean, Jean Charles, don't worry about the corkage. Come here, you bad boy. Is it like that? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. How did you know? You, do you have a microphone in here? <laughs> Jason Schrader in Greensboro, North Carolina, $202. And that'll be our executive and associate executive producers for show... Uh, 433. We want to thank everybody and remind you to go to noagendashow.com, noagendanation.com, dvorak.org slash NA, and also channeldvorak.com slash NA, and help us continue this pursuit of ours. And by the way, I did send out a newsletter which was very ineffective, apparently. I o- <laughs> yeah. It was. It was very ineffective. Yeah, well, there wasn't, I offered a, it. There wasn't a lot in it. There wasn't a lot in it. Well, there people can say, make it short, short. It should be shorter. Only, I don't want to read anything that's too long. So I make it short and nobody reads it. If I make it long, they read it. This is the irony of the well, whole Well, here, here's, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Ms. Mickey has now put together a whole bunch of uh, Flickr sets of pictures from the Hot Pockets tour. So no Facebook. And those will be exclusively in the next newsletter. 
So if you want those links, you can only get them if you subscribe to the newsletter. You can always find links to the newsletters, even RSS feed, um, at 433 in the show notes, 433.nashownotes.com. A, a quick uh, thanks and associate producer, executive producer credit to Robert Seals. He hosted our Colorado Springs uh, meetup, which uh, I think I forgot to thank him. Uh, same goes for J.D. Miller, who hooked us up in Glenwood Springs, and Mike Staten, of course, uh, who has also contributed to the show. And ask you if you had cashed the $100 check recently, which came in, which he had not seen. Did you go to the bank? Because he, he sent you a check, and he said he hadn't seen it cashed. What What's uh Like, th- like three three weeks ago, maybe? Uh, it might be in the pile. Okay. I, I only go to the bank right. once every couple of weeks. And Eric Grumling from Aspen uh, donated $200 on the spot. And he also uh, uh, gave Ms. Mickey and I... Wait, wait. A, what's his, his the last name? Is Grumbling? Grumbling. No B. Grumbling. Eric oh, Grumbling. Grumbling. Yeah. Um, and he gave us a... Uh, he gave Ms. Mickey and I, as a wedding gift, a five-ounce silver bar. Oh. Which is cool. It's heavy. Five ounces. That's like well, you're weak, maybe. <laughs> no, but I mean, you just <laughs> right. You're a weak man. I'm a weak man, exactly. Um, oh, and we—he's um, not an executive producer, but we uh, this uh, uh, this kid, 27 year old Rob, who uh, goes to school at the uh, at the college where JD Miller. Uh, he's like the the groundskeeper, but he also does maintenance, and he's studying as BA in English at the same time. Uh, he this kid is this was so smart. He talked the whole night. He's going for his degree in sustainability. Apparently, there's a, bach- uh. a bachelor's degree for that. And I, I don't think he sent it to me yet, but he is he's going, you know, complete. He's like the student body president. He's the president of the, I don't know, the Phoenix Club, all this stuff. I don't know anything about these academic things. But he's literally inserting no agenda memes into the classes. So Good. He's, so, so he wants, yeah, so he's like, I want to become... A consultant, because that's really the only thing you can do with a BA in sustainability. Says, and, and then I want to bring in the Dvorak Curry Consulting Group. And he's got stuff like, you know, he has, uh, there's this thing called uh, convincing writing, I think it's called. And so he has these 10 points about, uh, okay, um, is climate weather, you know, all these, <laughs> all these, he's going to get kicked out of school before he completes. That's what I tell him. Uh, but it was just amazing people we've got out there. So thank you uh, to our executive producers, our associate executive producers. Also, uh, big thanks to uh, Martin JJ for the art on the previous episode and Mr. Oil and Void Zero for uh, setting us up with some kick-ass hosting and bandwidth for our episodes. Please, if you are currently subscribed through iTunes, go to nashownotes.com or just 433.nashownotes.com. Change your... RSS your podcast feed to the new feed uh, so you're not running through uh, other people's infrastructure. We'd like to manage it as much as possible. In case you're looking for it, it's feed.nashownotes.com slash rss.xml, but it's listed everywhere. You need to change that in case stuff goes away so you won't be disappointed. Dvorak.org slash na. And, of course, we appreciate what everyone does when they go out and hit people in the mouth. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Shut up, Thank you, kid.
It's very warm here with the air conditioning off. Well, it was not, I got a clip here about this weather climate. Uh, it might be warm there, but unreported news. Nobody's talking about this in the United States or any place else where they're pushing the, the, the various global warming memes. Play this one. Snow in Africa. You know, is this from NPR? No, this is from Euronews. Oh, okay. All right. We'll leave you with images of a rare, rare sight in South Africa as snow fell across the country. The extreme cold snap hitting on Tuesday and causing a mixture of delight and bemusement in a country where many people have never seen a snowflake. Johannesburg, for example, has seen only 22 days snow in the last 103 years. Yeah, because NPR had this report. We were listening in the car uh, once we hit uh, I-15, and so now it's just that we can finally get some NPR. Let's listen to what the Ministry of Truth is saying. And they had this whole huh. report about these two people who, you know, the guy had said in South Africa, it said, I'll marry you when it snows. And, of course, it snowed. And they went, and they had this. <coughs> oh, so they made it a human interest story? For like five minutes about the dress and all this. And, you know, and I was waiting for the big payoff and we lost the station. So I'm sure, I'm sure that it was in there. But it was like five, six minutes of snow in Africa. Like, I mean, can you make it any more blatant? And meanwhile, Lucifer, Hillary, Clippity-Clop, Clinton in South Africa. I mean, who is who is in charge of her uh, PR? If, if you I have know. not seen the videos of her dancing and actually popping the booty of uh, of this singer. Have you seen these clips, John? Yeah, it's on my blog. I, I think I sent you a link. I, I, I enhanced the audio. And because, uh, you know, it's not really interesting uh, you know, it, to watch the video is one thing. You, I mean, it's like, oh, my God, she should be shot, shot for her rhythm because she has not. She dances like a dyke. I'm sorry. She dances like a total. Really? Yeah. Like a total. Well, that's a stunner. A, a, a coverall wearing dyke. But we enhanced some of the audio just so you could enjoy it here on the show. you like that took me at least 10 minutes of production i've lost you you didn't hear me hello no, now your volume went way down oh really oh uh, let me turn you i can turn you up here did you so you didn't even hear my joke no, I didn't. I mean, I, I all I heard was a clipping and a clopping sound. And then, <laughs> yeah, that was oh, the that's joke. Where, oh, I get it. I get the joke. I, now I get it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Why well, you dropped off? It was so I bad. Was it, it was so bad get... that you thought something was wrong with the connection. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was bad. And you gave me crap about my, my bad thing. Yeah, but at least it wasn't two minutes of a train guy, okay? This was just 30 seconds of clippity-clop. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. All right, so let's... Uh, By the way, can I just say... I got to discuss... I just got to say on the South Africa thing, you and yeah. I, there's one thing we got to do. If you want to have any credibility with the elites, if you want... I mean, it's like Nelson Mandela. He's like Captain Pike. Remember from Star Trek? Captain Pike, the guy who was in his chair and he couldn't move and he was at Starfleet Command. Yeah, because he got zapped. Yeah, yeah. right. So that's Nelson Mandela. And all you got to do is just pop in and... You know, stand next to him and wave and get a picture taken. Instant credibility. You and I need a photo op with Nelson Mandela. And apparently you can just drop by. Well, we got to get there before too long. <laughs> yeah. That's a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you just get a cut out of him? It, like your head on a stick. Exactly. A Nelson yeah, Mandela exactly. head on Trying a stick. Trying to make it with the, without the top of the head chopped off. Yeah. So Eric was, uh, I mentioned this in the yes. newsletter. He, 
he's uh, got there in Washington State now. If you have a well, because you live in a well area, you need well. Yeah. Uh, Which is your property, right? It's your property it's down. Not to my the, property. It's, it's no. It's no. No. Uh, I mean, it's his. Whoever owns the property, it's your. Yeah. Property. If you have property in Washington State and you and you drill a wall, yeah, and you drill a well, they want now you have to meter it. And this is all part of the Agenda Twenty One sustainability thing. You have to meter it. And you have to – and then you have to – they not right away, but right, then you're going to have to pay for it. And the meter costs $1,000. It's a, one of those telemetric E-meter, e-meter yeah. Yeah, it's an e-meter. Uh-huh. And then you have to pay for it. Now, I got a bunch of notes because I wrote this up in the in the uh, newsletter. And somebody in Idaho says, well, this is the way it's been in the West forever. And he goes on and on with, the, uh, with a long story. And in it, he says uh, – let me see if I can find it. Here it is. Uh, domestic wells usually have a, and he goes on about it, it's not that big of a deal. He says domestic wells usually have a limited per day that can be withdrawn, 13,000 gallons per day in Idaho, for instance. All other wells and surface wells, finite volumes also. Why the big surprise? Yes, measuring every drop is rather draconian, but that's the law. Hey, but not wait just- a minute, but wait a minute. So what next? It's like you have air. On your property. We're going to measure that air and charge yeah, you well, they, for the they, air. They could, they could go with that. But he says not a gen- – okay, let me just the, – to the come back to this, I have to go back to Eric's material. He sends a document that's a PDF explaining all this. And let me just read what they say. You can new permit exempt wells and sub-basins with reserves if you comply with the following conservation standard. Single residence, 500 gallons a day. It's a lot different than 13,000 a day in Idaho. 500 a day. Yeah. Is that a lot? How much does a typical family so use? Yes, you'll, you'll be lucky. It depends. If you take a bunch of showers and you have something to water, if you have a yard, you might want to water. You're not going to make it. Right. But the whole, must I, the install whole idea. And maintain a water, I agree with you. Uh, you must install and maintain a water measuring device. Well, I'm going to tell the guy in Idaho, who's, you know, he's one of our producers. So I don't want to be too mean to him, but yeah. is, why don't you cut yours down to 500 a day and, and then st- then stop competing. Yeah, so then- hold on, hold on, John. Let's back up for a second. So this is clearly, we've had this conversation about your car and about your land. This clearly shows that you do not own that land. Otherwise, you wouldn't be paying real estate taxes. You do not own this land. This is the uh, the elites pointing out to you, hey, slave, you don't own this land. We own it. So anything underneath there is art. What you build on top, that house, okay, that's yours. And you know you don't own you don't own the land. That's it's that simple. That's and if I think if we really dug into it, and a lot of constitutional lawyers will tell you this, you do not own the land. Eric the Shield does not own the land that his well is on. Only the top part. He owns the pump mechanism, maybe. So uh, there's also this thing with a lot of states, and you're in one of them, I believe. I, I think Colorado for sure. You don't have access to rainwater. Uh, if you take a some in fact, some guy just got busted. In we fact, do. An we are more than allowed to use rain catches in Texas. Well, in Texas, you better. Uh, but the, in a lot of states, you can't. The rainwater is not yours, and I think California might be one of them. And now in Washington, the same <laughs> document. Your, that rain is not yours, slave. Say, stop getting wet. I'm gonna give you a ticket. It, a new state policy in Washington allows for the use of rooftop rooftop only. Rainwater with certain conditions of use. The rainwater must be collected from the roof, constructed for another primary purpose, such as a house or barn. If it, in other words, you can't just create a roof to collect rain. 
It, but if it's on top yeah. of a house, you can take, you can you can collect you you can have a barrel at the bottom of the drain and you can collect rain. If it's going to be and then it goes on. If it's going to be used to be drinking, you must comply with health department requirements. Uh, provided these conditions, in other words, you can't have a special collector anywhere. You can have it only off the roof of your own house. But in some places, you can't even do this. I mean, this is ridiculous. What's ridiculous to me and what needs to be pointed out is this is Washington State. It's raining all the time. The ground is soaked. Not your rain. They don't need to do any (laughs) conservation like they do in Texas. It's not your rain, slave. Shut up. Not your rain, not your water. You, you, what the grass? Maybe you can, maybe you own the grass on top of it. That's about it. Anyway, Eric was a little annoyed by this because of the thousand dollars he has to spend for this ridiculous meter. Yeah, but he also has to pay for for usage. And he's got to, and he has to pay usage. Oh man, it, 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 you know, is is the shield gonna roll over and and take this, or is he gonna fight it? <laughs> Come on, is the shield just gonna be a little pussy boy, or is he gonna fight this like a true Dvorak? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I shall fight it. I tell you. I am Eric DeShiel. Maybe not. Anyway, so they have this big paper after paper, the the snow watershed and in-stream flows. And there's all these documents that are just about sustainability. We're going to all die if we don't do oh, yeah. this. You know, oh, yeah. It's a wet state. It's <laughs> soaking. <laughs> what else did I have on Agenda 21? It was like, uh, oh, yeah. The, you, I'm sure you saw this report. um July 2012 was the hottest month since records began. As you see this, yeah, yeah, I'm sure so, that it's not true in Washington State. Well, no, but this it's just com- wet. This comes from the NOAA, the uh, Oceanographic. Uh, oh, yeah, those guys, A-holes. that corrupt organization, right? But they're not using their. Uh, this is old data. It's not from their 114 new stations that actually measure correctly. So they're just using old data oh. conveniently. Yeah, well, it was pointed out by the guy who owns the Weather Channel that when they put all these new thermometers in like a few years ago, they changed the paint and the, the thermometers just were all reading two or three degrees higher and they put them in areas where there was a lot of asphalt. It was a, it was a botch. Yeah. And so all of numbers go up. But here's how it's going to oh, work. Oh, it's just a coincidence. It's still warming. Global warming is all over the place. I mean, you know, and we have a bunch of listeners, by the way, who are warmists, warmist alarmists. <laughs> really? And they bitch constantly. Yeah. Really? You know, you, they, only, yeah. they only bitch at you, apparently. I don't get any emails like that. Well, they yeah. figure you're going to kill them. So I have, uh, <laughs> before we go to the donation segment, I do have oh, we're a not re- ready for donations yet. No, I'm just saying before, I want, you re- want to remind you, I do have a letter I have to read of a okay. guy who quit the show oh. in, in, in disgust. Okay. All right. Well, that happens. Uh, here's how it's going to work. Here's how, of course, weather is climate is going to be pushed onto you. This is happening in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. Coming to you straight from the headlines, heavy rains increase insurance premiums. Oh, yes. The number of damage claims due to this summer's heavy rains have shot up so much, insurance premiums will have to rise. This is how they're going to do it. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. No, it's not a good one. Well, I mean, it's it's a good one. It's what is. All right. Um, okay, so another thing I didn't get to catch in real time, but I was able to get a couple of uh, couple of clips that just interested me. So we had uh, the Mars rover Curiosity land, highly anticipated, lots of 3D renderings and modeling and fantastic. And what do we get, ladies and gentlemen? We get a bunch of low-res black and white pictures. Are you effing kidding me? 
Are you really seriously now saying that we the, this thing, this stupid thing, can tweet from Mars, but we can't get a high resolution color picture? I thought they sent a color picture this morning of itself. What? Yeah. Who cares of itself? Listen, no, to we these, got pictures of itself. Listen to these clips. Yeah. Hey, there's, is that an image we're looking at? Oh, wow. There oh, it is. That it's is an image. image. Oh, it's an image. There's your first oh, image from the surface oh, of Mars. It's an image. It's black and white, and it looks like a studio. From the oh. Curiosity oh. rover. Oh. I can't see it. But I, can't see it because I can't see it because it's all fake. <laughs> and, 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 you know, John, one of the things what that really that? has to be said... You're seeing it's a fisheye lens, so you're, you could be seeing the What's horizon. that, John? I, I was just going to say, when we get these images back, I, I didn't mean to cut off Joy because she was describing what we were seeing just then, but just how difficult ah, this entire landing right. really yeah. was. So they immediately back to the landing, how difficult, how complicated. We got sky cranes. We got all kinds of amazing things, but we're getting a black and white low-res image, and we're, uh, we're all orgasming. They've never tested this before. You can see part of the wheel. No, that's absolutely right. They had never done. They they tested every single. Right. So then we have the uh, the big uh, and th- and and this to me was like so obvious. Just like there's like putting it in my face because you know I don't believe any of this. I think this whole thing is a stupid setup. Listen to how the pictures. And again, we're just seeing pictures of its foot. Oh, here's a wheel. Yeah, no, the shadow is off to the left because uh, we don't want any conspiracy theorists, i.e. people who actually investigate stuff to see that this is a fake picture. And she actually says it right here. Actually, the view is as if it's tilted 45 degrees. So there's the, high, there's the full high-rise image. Because the, the roll of 41 degrees, we're now seeing part of the planetary curvature. So the, the image is a little skewed. And this is what... We call, we're calling the, uh, it's like a crime scene photo here. Yeah, it's like a crime scene photo. Yes, of the lies you're propagating on me. That's the crime scene photo. And let's clap for the crime scene. Yay! We can see uh, just the, all of the components of the whole EDL system. <sighs> yeah, we don't care. We want to see Martians. We want to see rocks. We want to see green guys, dudes walking around. Stop showing me the thing. Come on, John. Why can't we send a high-res color picture? There's supposed to be one coming in as we speak. One. One. It's like they put all this effort I, into I, this. You know, I think it's a, if that thing is there, like most people believe, yeah. I think it's a miracle that the thing isn't just already so dusty, because Mars is a, sounds like a dust bowl to me, that it's already fucked up the lens so you can't get a decent picture. I, I think the whole – this is a waste of money, but I think it may be – designed to be a waste of money so they can just kill all this stuff hmm. well I, I i think it's all pr for the new uh schwarzenegger movie this is it's you know what's a two well, and a half- I, that's that's some people came in with that idea and i yeah. think it's that's a, reasonable it's, yeah it's reasonable but it's not a schwarzenegger movie it's the breed duo yeah. of the schwarzenegger yeah. movie that's yeah. already bombed at the box office it's done the movie is done oh really well that shows you what i know let me just see. Here's a, someone in the chat room is sending me a high-res image. Okay, let's take a look. High-res image. Let's see. What do we see? Yeah, of the thing again. It's it, it's like a you got you see the it's feet. A, <laughs> why the does it's an egomaniac? This yeah. machine. <laughs> why does it? Why does it have to show itself all the time? It's always <laughs> showing look at itself. Me, I'm looking good. Look at my wheels. Come on, <laughs> man. Come on. Ugh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm 
Uh, you know, I'm not saying that we that we don't. We have bases on Mars and the Moon. I'm I'm uh, on that tip. Yeah, you save us for the second half. No, I got something better so, for the second half of the show. So I got a story that's not being covered much, except I mean, most of this, the basic story is being covered, which is the Chick Fil A publicity stunt, oh, please. which is making these guys, <laughs> guys. Most people have never heard of this operation in the, unless you live in the South. Are you still on? And this now thing? everybody's heard about them. Oh. And so, and they're making money hand over fist. But this little, there's apparently, a, you've heard of carbon offsets? Yes, I have. Well, there's going to be something that's even more interesting, chicken offsets. And for those who love the chain's chicken sandwiches, but who do not share the boss's ideas, a lawyer has launched this site entitled Chicken Offset, a platform offering to compensate each meal bought at Chick-fil-A with a donation to a homosexual defense charity. <laughs> Yeah, well, as predicted, uh, the price Chicken offsets the price of poultry is now skyrocketing. Of course, because beef is uh, is tumbling. Uh, so I guess we just had got to have a whole bunch of chicken just chicken offsets. What? Because we don't have enough chickens. What is the problem? <laughs> we don't have enough chickens. It's a bunch of bogus. This is the biggest publicity stunt I've ever seen. It's and it's good. Do, it done in a negative way. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's very creative. I think the the best publicity stunt. You know, um, the uh, the makers of the Hurt Locker, they got all that inside information from the Pentagon, you know, all to to polish up and gussy up uh, President Obama's image for the election and uh, to make this Osama bin Laden movie, which I think is called uh, Dark Zero Never. What is it called? Um, Who cares? You know, anyway. So uh, there was so much brouhaha about it. They said, oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to release that in December. But they've started the PR campaign big time, releasing the trailer online. Listen to the trailer. This is one minute, and it's... it's there, there's another F-16. It's always nice. <laughs> Holy crap. I can feel that in my feet here. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a real good one. When you hear the audio, it's often better than the... And the video is nondescript, but just listen to the audio of the trailer for the President Obama is awesome... <laughs> Mission accomplished, boys! <laughs> God, here we go. Hey, Maverick, slow down! We're spending billions of dollars. We are still no closer to defeating our enemy. Oh. 20 detainees recognize that photo. No birth certificate, no cell phone. The guy's a ghost. He's right in the inner circle. The whole world's gonna win in on this. I want targets. Where was the last time you saw Bin Laden? Oh my God, is that what I think it is? Where was the last time you saw Bin Laden? <laughs> so you don't see any actors? This is all voice. This sounds like a total piece of crap. It's called Zero Dark Thirty. Is the name of it? Oh, great title! That's Ike. That's a that's that's a catcher. And Zero Dark Zero 30. Dark Thirty. And it's you know, but it's like so obvious. It's like, of course, you know, oh, we're not going to release the movie, but the but the campaign has already started. 
big BBC, everyone's showing the trailer, there's interviews, it's just like, oh, wow, who needs to see the movie? Yeah, the movie may never come out or go straight to DVD, it's just to promote Obama. Yeah. Yeah. I ran into, uh, you know, Gore Vidal, the famous essayist and novelist. Uh, yeah, he died. Who's, he died. Now, what did he write that was so awesome? He wrote a lot of stuff, actually. Lincoln's biography was quite good. Or Lincoln, it was Burr was famous. He he wrote a lot of huge bestsellers. Uh-huh. And, but his to me, I I never liked reading his long works, but I always thought he was one of the greatest essayists I've ever run into. I mean, it's just great at, at writing short. Well, the, his essays were kind of long. They ran around 2,500. I, I always got him confused with Vidal Sassoon for some reason. Yeah, good reason. Yeah. So anyway, so he had – he was always on uh, – he was just a mean-spirited uh, guy on television <laughs> who hated the right-wingers, especially William Buckley, who almost got into a fistfight with, uh-huh. which, which was highly entertaining at all points. And he had a very negative view of things. But I've got two clips I want to play. Mm-hmm. One, uh, which says uh, the circa this was done around I think ninety eight actually part one is of the, the two clips, and and he he he's the guy who coined the term which I kind of think is funny, which is that this uh, system is essentially socialism for the rich and free enterprise for the poor, and uh, his real attitude is in combining these two uh, clips. Play clip one. Who is the writer saying that America yeah, presidents but, are for sale and owned by corporate America? Yeah, and they said, you know, the party of labor, the Democrats, the party of the rich, the Republicans. There is not one single major po- uh, politician today who does not repeat what I said in 68. But there is fundamentally no difference between the two parties. <laughs> Did you like Baron Burr the most? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. He was doing no agenda back in the, in the 90s? 68. Oh my God! Sixty eight is when he said 68. that. Sixty eight. But what you you missed, what you stepped on, is that Rose immediately changes the subject. No, I heard it. Yeah, he says uh, he says sixty eight. What do you think of Bill French? You know, yeah. or something. Just, yeah, but Rose know. is an idiot. And so, but yeah, in sixty eight he said that, and which a lot of people picked up on. It's pretty obvious. It's true. But then he now it, this was done in two thousand three. He's got he's gotten such a bad attitude over the decades that this is what he says now. We have a fascinating history. We have one that was an inspiration to the whole world for a century or two. We're now regarded as a sort of joke nation that has turned violent, maybe gone crazy. And we are held in low regard around the world. Do you think that a different leadership can change that? In uh, fatalistic moments, and these are fatalistic times, I don't think we can change now. I think we are committed to... You think we're on a steep slide into what? Well, despotism. Despotism, a police state, a militarized economy, armies marching into other countries because the president has an intuition that a terrorist might be living uh, on that country's Broadway. Yes. There's going to be more and more of this, and no one will do anything to stop it. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I got a, I got a song for a Gore Vidal here. Hold on a second. <laughs> That's great. Militarized economy. That's perfect. Oh shit! I'm going to get a. I was going to play something, but YouTube, of course, gives me an ad. YouTube, you <laughs> suck. Yeah, it's like, oh, let me see if I can get it now. <laughs> Everybody. 
Well, he's, of course, right. Yeah, I know. That's what's so funny. <laughs> so is um, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Have you modeled some of your own stylings uh, after Gore Vidal? Is he like a hero to you? I, I never thought about it. I mean, I've always thought that he – I've always enjoyed his essays. I can't write like he does. He has this really uh, unusual style. So I never really paid much attention to that. But I've always admired his commentary – because he's an extreme progressive left winger in many ways, oh. but he's but he's like uh, you know a lot of these you know they, they wrap around the left of the extreme sides of everything wrap around to come up with the same conclusions and it that you can be a left winger or a right winger and you can still see that the, you know we have a despotism going on some but if you push toward the center you don't see it so much and so you have like you know fox news for example they would never say that mm, eh, no. it's not possible we know it's a two-party system vote republican or these idiots at msnbc in fact the idiots at msnbc i have a clip uh, MSNBC on – this is a woman who took over uh, – she's on uh, O'Donnell's show, so she takes over. And she's got a, what she thinks is the funniest thing to talk about. And they, they only have the beginning of it, her introducing it. She thinks it's so funny that they have Mitt Romney's – they apparently followed him to some store someplace and he bought some cola and some yogurt. And she just thinks it's a riot because she's never heard of Greek yogurt and that's what he has on his list. Grocery list. <laughs> <clears throat> Mitt's, Mitt's grocery list. Mitt's grocery list. And Jonathan, prepare a response because I'm going to ask you about this too. What was on it? Caffeine-free diet Coke, wild cherry diet Pepsi, native sweet corn, bottled water, and my favorite, Greek yogurt. Is Greek yogurt the arugula of this election cycle? Die, bitch. She, give her a douchebag. Oh, big time. Douchebag. It's like oh. this is what this is MSNBC and and by the way uh, there, there's been a huge push. I first saw this about five years ago at the, one of the fancy food shows when we were when we had the deli running, and Greek yogurt was doing a big promotion and they came in with a bunch of there's about three or four brands of it now and all it is is a strained yogurt. It's much thicker yeah. than the yeah. and it doesn't have all those other additives and it's actually quite it's a good, good product. Same price yogurt. everything else. Yeah, it's good yogurt. It's great yogurt. She thinks it's like some hoity-toity weird thing because all she does is eat it Burger King. <laughs> Hey, Goose! <laughs> anyway, so, so, so I found it. I found it very offensive. So what the? Uh, so, my goodness. You know they. Uh, well, never mind. So. Um, hey, can we scramble some jets? I think the guy's doing the show down there with the new jet <laughs> show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. And, he, and by the way, he's highlighting any jet that goes. Oh, cool. Let me. Can I suit up? Yeah. Can I suit up? So what the media should be worried about. Is um, I'll give you the bill number because this is, of course, is not being talked about. It is now uh, in the yeah. in the Senate. Um, here we go. What they have a short name for it. This is uh, well. It's a part of the. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. It's a part of the Intelligence Authorization Act. And of course, this this douche knuckle woman who's laughing about Greek yogurt <laughs> is ignoring what's really going on. The Intelligence Authorization Act, Title V, preventing unauthorized disclosures of classified information. 
So this is the uh, anti, 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 super anti whistleblower uh, legislation that is now being passed through, uh, or is now being, uh, will soon be voted on in the Senate. And uh, I pulled a couple of relevant quotes. It specifically highlights the passing on of classified information, and the persons or entities described are the following two types of people. One, media personnel, including any person or entity under contract or other binding agreement with the media to provide analysis or commentary. So it will be a federal offense to uh, give them any information. Or any person or entity, if the disclosure described in subsection A is made with the intent or knowledge that such information will be made publicly available. What they, of course, don't uh, describe as a person who who you may not give classified information to is people who work on Wall Street. Because, of course, we've got to keep our insider trading all uh, working perfectly. So how are they going to do this? How are they going to make sure... That uh, you know the, the classified information is not being passed on. Well, the director of national intelligence assessment, not later than 120 days after the date of enactment of this act, will set up the following: the practical feasibility of extending the use of polygraph, in addition to executive branch personnel standardizing the questions used during polygraph examinations regarding disclosure of classified information and contact with the media. You're going to be put on a lie detector, you stupid Greek yogurt bitch. That's what your government is doing to you while you're laughing. The whole Title V is all about, I mean, any officer, employee. Well, this administration has been number one against whistleblowers. Yeah. Because they're up to no good. That's the reason. Even the New York Times wrote an op-ed saying, well... You know, we we messed up on the weapons of mass destruction, but we found out eventually through people who leaked information. Whistleblowers. A person who is not allowed to pass on any type of classified information is an officer, employee, or contractor of the federal government who possesses an active security clearance, which is millions of people, I might add. Any member of an advisory board to an element of the intelligence community who possesses an active security clearance or any former officer, employee, or contractor of the federal government or former member of an advisory board to an element of the intelligence community up to three years after you've left. You You can be, you go to jail. People, there are people in our audience who are now, if this passes, will go to jail if they ever find out what they've told me. Of course, I'm not really considered media. Because I, I don't think do we do we qualify under the classification? Do you think, John? Crackpot and buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, media personnel. Cla- Are we media personnel? Is that our, do, can we be described as media personnel? I think we could legally, yes, easily. Hmm. So, for instance, let me give you some information I picked up here at uh, Hill Air Force Base. What operating system does the air traffic control system run on? Windows. Windows CE. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Windows CE? Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> they must have access to the source code and tweaked I, it. I keep telling I you hope. that the whole military-industrial complex runs on Windows. You have to believe me when I say the aircraft, everything's running on Windows. I know a couple of ships have literally, <laughs> the systems have crashed on these ships. They're dead in the water. Windows CE, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you got to love it. 
So what are the drones running on? These are running on Windows, John. I'm telling you, the drones are running on Windows. Oops. Sorry. Metro didn't install properly. We got to... Yep, the slide over the big red <laughs> tile to the right to make it fire. I can't find my start button anymore. Um... So we had, uh, uh, before we get to our donation segment, uh, we had another drone attack Drone attack in uh, Yemen. 51 dead. But, of course, there was some suicide blast involved there. Uh, so we've updated the kill list, killlist.curry.com. And if you have not seen the video, please hurry to the show notes, uh, 433.nashownotes.com. Check under Drone Nation to see video of the Army's giant spy blimp over New Jersey. You have oh, really? you have seen this, have you? Not? No, no, you got me on this oh, one. I don't know oh my this. goodness! Oh, hold on a second. Let me give you a. Uh, I'll give you a link right now. Uh, I'll give you an, uh, a handy link. How do I do this? Uh, what shall I? What shall I make it? Shall I make it uh, blimp? I'll make it. Oops. Mm, I can do this. You can probably Google it faster than I can. Look at. Uh, Army, I'm trying to find a, okay. Army blimp over New Jersey. All right, hang on. It's hilarious. Army blimp. <laughs> uh, you can also go to... Here we go. Blimp. Oh, yeah. there. No, that's not it. Go to blimp.curry.com. I just set it up for you. Give it one second to propagate. It should be... Uh, one more second. Blimp.curry.com. <sighs> yeah. Blimp.curry.com. You'll see it. You'll see the video. Now I'm looking at it. Oh, that thing. <laughs> oh, that thing. Yeah, it's like a. <laughs> why, is it, why do they make it look like it's something from a Flash Gordon movie? <laughs> well, it does. Can't look- just be a normal blimp. What's it got the two rockets in the back for? It kind of looks like a flying squirrel, doesn't it? It does actually. There's a there's that element. Oh boy, you just started helium. I should never give you videos to watch because you go to helium mode. Yeah, you shouldn't give me videos to watch. Is it going to shake out or should we reconnect? It's it's. I don't fun- know. What do you think? <laughs> it's funny momentarily. Uh, actually, your voice now matches your new uh, Skype picture. <laughs> nice. I knew lips. you'd like that. All right, call me All back. Right, let's reconnect me. Call me back. Call me back. Ah, yes. Ah, the joys of doing the show on the road, which we are doing all for your enjoyment, by the way. Your feedback will help us make Skype better. Your feedback will help us make Skype better. I'm just going to do very bad. Yeah, it crapped out. And it's still... reason for that, just get... Hold on, you're still... Still crappy? You're still helium. Why don't you call me this time and there there will be different routing. (laughs) Okay, bye. Uh, okay. Uh, call Skype. That's annoying. He might have to reboot his Skype or something. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Man, it's still... better? Talk? Talk, talk, talk. No. It's still... It still sucks? Yeah, you're still high, high-pitched. Well, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, maybe you have to like uh, restart Skype. Yeah, quit Skype. Uh, yeah, quit Skype, and I'll uh, I'll play something for the slaves. 
Okay. Okay. You quit Skype and uh, start up, and I'll play something. What I'm going to play for you is a propaganda video from the Department of Homeland Security, provided under a Department of Homeland Security grant to the Police Department of Houston about IEDs. Across the country, millions of people are working, shopping, traveling, attending sporting events, concerts, shows, and schools. They are enjoying the American way of life. Freedom may be at the heart of America, but some of the things that make the country great also make it a target for those who want to hurt us. Our federal, state, and local governments are working hard to keep us safe. But we all play a role in securing our public spaces. And we are counting on you to do your part. Pay attention. Be aware. If you witness something that seems suspicious, don't rely on others to take action. If you see something, say say something. How's your Jamie? The biggest man-made threat to our public spaces are improvised explosive devices, or IEDs. IEDs are often small and easily transportable, with catastrophic effects. Hey, that's strange. This guy just walked up to that table, put a red bag down, and then walked away and left the bag. Hey, citizen. If you see someone leave a bag or package, don't touch it. Report it. Intentionally leaving bags or packages in public spaces is a potential threat, and action must be taken. Make the call. Make the call, citizen. Cameras and recording devices have gotten so small that most of us seem to have one with us all the time. It's not unusual to see people taking pictures or videos almost anywhere. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, that's better. Listen to this for a second. Uh, this is uh, IEDs in Texas, a Department of Homeland Security video. We're right in the middle of it. We're having a good time. But surveillance and information gathering is a common practice used by terrorists, terrorists. prior to an attack. If you see someone trying to conceal what they are doing, taking pictures of exits, security, or restricted areas... <laughs> If they hang around for no apparent reason, hey. ask inappropriate questions about schedules or the facility. Hey, what time does the train come? Why, why are you asking about the train schedule, citizen? Or if they try and avoid security when approached, make the call. Make the call to noagendashow.com, citizen. This is like a six-minute video. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on a second. How many IEDs have been ignited here in the United States of America exactly, over the last... Exactly, citizen. Because we've been vigilant, there have been no IEDs. Keep it up. You're doing good work. It's That's a, about right. a grant of the Department of Homeland Security. It's a six-minute video from Texas. And it's all about... Uh, actually, I should, I should just play the jingle. Here. If you see something, say something. It's unbelievable. It's like, be vigilant, be alert. Someone's taking pictures, talking about the train schedule. Go and get him. Yeah, yeah guy, one of these train nuts. Listen, listen to the music, though. It's great. Fashion may follow trends, but people always dress for the season. 
<laughs> this is great. If you see someone wearing heavy or bulky clothing that is obviously wrong for the time of year, carrying suspicious bags, or acting extremely nervous, they may be carrying explosives or weapons. Hey, citizen, your jacket sucks. Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. Try to place a solid physical object between you and the threat. Like your mother-in-law. The threat. <laughs> you and the threat. Oh, I'm crying when I hear this. I'm crying. I cry for America. Stay low to the ground and call security or the police immediately. Is it mad you got a windy chili, put a winter coat on, people drop into the ground crawling around? <laughs> hey, man, you might be concealing an IED. This is pathetic. This Homeland Security operation is ruining this country. You have to see this video, though. And please don't look for it because it'll make you all helium I'm again. I got to look for it. But yeah. uh, it is highly produced, John. I'm talking... They had, they spent the money. Oh, yeah. I'm talking mm, several hundred thousand dollars at least. They should be ashamed of themselves. Mm -hmm. There was this really sketchy guy walking in the student center building. He looked like he was wearing something under his jacket. I, <laughs> I don't know. Just Yeah, like a catheter. Really freaked me out. You have been so good all day long. Yes, Many of us work, visit, yes. or live in secure buildings with multiple entrances and exits. Oh, hey, wait, let me get this for you. This voiceover guy, he's got a great tone. Many of us work in secure buildings with many entrances and exits. I mean, he instills fear in you. Although these buildings feel secure, we are all often guilty of letting people in when we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, man, I lost my keys. This may seem like the nice thing to do. But people trying to gain access to buildings without permission Isn't or credentials not nice. are suspicious. Suspicious. If you see someone somewhere they don't belong, make the call. Make the call. Maybe nothing, but some guy just snuck in behind me in my apartment building. <laughs> Maybe no. Well, that's a good call to make. Hey, some some creep walked in behind me. Of course, you got a call about that. People try and sneak all kinds of things into small and large venues. Oh, Ticket yeah. takers and security staff are there to stop illegal, prohibited, and suspicious items. Get ready for the body scanners from getting through the door. Oh, yeah. Big crowds and open access events can make security challenging. And terrorists yeah. know it. They know it. We had what? We had a, we went to the uh, county fair in Alameda, Alameda County Fair, and it's in uh, Pleasanton. Yeah. And uh, they had, uh, Full body scanners and pat downs to no. get into the fairgrounds. No. Yes. And I no. asked about it, and they said it was a Homeland Security grant. They gave them all this money oh, to buy no. this. Crap. And did you go through it? Yeah, I went through it. It's a magnetometer. I oh. don't care about those. No, but still, isn't that weird? You like have the, the x ray machine yet? No, the x ray machine will be coming. You watch. These are prime targets for massive attacks. Massive attacks. Terrorists may use trucks vans or cars to conduct surveillance or detonate an explosive device. Now, in this video... Well, how many explosive devices have gone off in the United States, population of 300 million people in the last 10 years? I mean, how many IEDs of, from a terrorist have gone off? They've gone off in the Middle East. They go off all the time because they get, they have actually, you know what they do? They go find those minefields and they grab the explosives. Uh, they find, find a mine and then they disassemble it and create an IED. That's where our explosives are what are being used to do this. We don't have a lot of minefields in the United States that I know of that people can go steal the, the, the little explosive device and the trigger. 
So how many of this has been going on the last 10 years or last, last 50 years, last 100 years, how many IEDs have been detonated in the United States? Great question. That's not <laughs> a great question. Report vehicles that are left intentionally, parked in prohibited areas, or are left sitting unattended for long periods of time. Listen, they actually have an explosion in the video. It didn't feel real, though. Yeah, that's true. Here it comes. Don't ignore your instincts. <laughs> Vehicles parked where they don't belong are a potential threat. Yeah. Make the call. Make the call. Before it's too Here late. Here it comes. Boom. <laughs> the threat is real. The threat is real. We are vulnerable. We are vulnerable. We are pussies. Wow. That's when pathetic. Comes to keeping our public spaces safe, we are all in this together. You have the power to make a difference. Why don't you call the police? I'm going to get our waitress. <laughs> Why don't you call the police? I'm going to get the waitress. You're what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to call the police about? Because if, if some Miss? terrorist wants to blow up the restaurant, the I guy, mean, please. The guy forgot his bag on the chair. I meant to his bag on the chair and they're going to call the police? Uh-huh. Be away. How many chair bombs and <laughs> bag bombs have gone off in restaurants in the United States in the last 50 years? Do I have to play the, the great question again or can I just go nah, on? never mind. Okay. If you it's almost over. If something suspicious, don't rely on others to take action. Uh, listen, the music is now uplifting because we're back in happy America. If you see something, say something. Yeah, I'm happy. Make the call. Make the call. America, a happy place where terrorists have no chance because we see something and we say something. Ladies and gentlemen, don't you love America? <sighs> you got to see that yeah. video. You really got to yeah, see it. Yeah, you got to send me a link to it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not now because otherwise you're going to go helium again. No, I'm, I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Make the call, citizen. In the morning. I have to do have a letter to read. I'll read it after I go through some of these donations. Oh, I thought you were going to start with it. I thought it would be fun. I could start with it. Let's start with it. Yeah. I started listening to Sunday's podcast, but no sooner did you guys get going. By the way, this came from, uh, I guess he's been listening for a while on and off. He used to read my columns, I think. Oh, well, uh, okay. I looked him I looked him up, of course, as I would do, because we have databases about everybody, because we, we're <laughs> looking for terrorists. You're like the Mormons. And. And uh, a database. Guy's never, the guys never donated a nickel. Of so course, let's get started with that. Okay. Of course, but you know, this reminds me when I was at the PC Magazine, still at PC Magazine, but when it was a real magazine, it was being published as a magazine. You'd always get you write something and it irks someone, and they write always write in. I'm canceling my subscription. Oh, no, oh well, no, but this is this is exactly it's a it's a fractal, John, because the, sometimes I'll get an email and it's like I'm unsubscribing from your podcast. It's the same thing. I'm canceling my subscription. I'm unsubscribing from the podcast. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah, same guy. And, of course, the guy was never a subscriber to begin with. But that's okay. <laughs> that's the, the joke of it. Yeah. Seems that all you guys do now is either bash the president or name call the secretary of state or rant against some progressive government official. Lisa Jackson ring a bell? Uh, yeah. She's a douchebag. <laughs> By the way, the the she is, and by the way, the president is the who are supposed to. You know, we are critics. 
And we are here. And if there, we did the same thing when Bush was in office. Yeah. And more. It's well, not, it's not, and more, maybe. Yeah, anyway, so possibly. he's going on and on about this. Well, you're a bunch of, you know, liberal. Or, oh, come no, on, read, we're, read, we're, read, no. read, Don't skip over anything. I want to savor this. Give okay. me all the good details. Okay, but the, the good details are coming up. Oh, I'll okay. read. Right. So you get tired of it, then I'll jump to it with the good stuff. Okay. If I wasn't right. sure, I'd swear I was listening to Rush Limbaugh. Okay, Bam. hold on a second. Please. All right, keep going. Come on, you guys are better than that. When I first listened to the show, I was more about the injustices played upon us all by the likes of Big Pharma and Monsanto or the regrettable stuff going on on post-earthquake Haiti. If you truly do not have an agenda, how come we don't hear you discussing topics like the poor work Congress is doing? Obstructionist Republicans, anyone? Excuse me. Did we not just... Talk about what idiots the Republicans are for passing this entire bill, which is no, about. This guy only hears only hears bad. When he hears bad things about his buddies, I'm the sorry. I, why, why should I even be defending us? Okay, keep going. Or your lack of job creation, greedy offshoring mega corporations, maybe, <laughs> or the increasing income inequality amongst Americans, those in charge making rules that mostly benefit themselves. Yeah, like no, no. no. No, no. instead we have to hear again about the four-word cherry-pick quote from the president, which was taken totally out of context by the Romney campaign and Fox News. We, we, so he's talking about you didn't build that, and, it was, and all I did was talk about a guy who was repairing the car? That's the only time we discussed that? The only time we discussed that? Why am I, I defending? Know what he's talking about. Yeah, you didn't build that about the guy who was repairing my uh, power steering pump, and he said he thought the president. Oh was yeah, pop out of yeah, the yeah, that's right. That, that's that's right. the only time. That's funny. That's fine. You're yeah. obviously doing it all the time. And you guys, all you do is rehash. Frankly, Fox News. He says, oh, "Frankly, yeah. you sounded <laughs> foolish, foolish, and uninformed." Sikhs okay, Semites. So, so here we go. Now this is the one that got me. Let me this get. is got. This shows you how clueless this guy is because right. you remember this. Right. And by the way, and by the way, BTW, <laughs> B- listening to your description of the Olympic opening ceremony regarding the Queen's appearance, it was obvious that you didn't really watch the proceedings. The Queen wasn't pushed out of the plane; she jumped. It was gag. Yes, the queen was in on the gag, and she would be escorted to the ceremony by James Bond, and that they would both jump from the plane down to the stadium. Yeah, it was pretty funny if you understood what was going on, but you didn't. So you just came off sounding foolish and uninformed again. Idiots, you stupid idiots. I'm unsubscribing from the podcast. So meanwhile, of course, I, my description was, by the way, nobody ever saw her jump out, and she wasn't in the plane. It was oh, please. a fake. Hey, but, hey, 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 don't defend it. Stop my, defending. Stop defending. But my thing was it was a – mine was the joke, was the gag, not this piece of shit they showed hey. on this thing. But this idiot thinks I didn't see it. I didn't get it. John. You didn't get it, man. John, okay. you, read the rest of his letter in a drunk voice. John, I started listening to Noah's agenda because a long-time reader of your tech columns. I respected your opinion, advice, and expert knowledge. I really liked the show early on, enough to have donated at least once. We can't find it. I've been back and forth to a couple of times over the years, back and forth. In other words, he doesn't listen all the time. Hoping I would hear you guys getting back to what made the show worth listening to. But to no avail, I enjoy reading your IT comms and will continue to do so. But I won't be listening to no agenda anymore. 
do it. Bur- Frankly, get a burp. I get the subtle feeling from your comments and attitude recently. You're souring on all of Adam's antics. Antics. This hot, this hot pot is tour thing. Not to mention the crackpot conspiracy theories like his theory on the Batman movie shooting. Oh, brother. Perhaps it's time for you to move on and away from such nonsense. Get a new partner. I hear Molly Wood's available. He likes, he, yeah. Well, anyway, that's it. So he was, he's he's quit the show because he's irked with us. And I, of course, we make you know we do we read it like that. And of course, it sounds like we're douchebags. But the fact is, it's annoying. I mean, if you don't like the show, don't listen to the show. You don't have to. These notes are useless. Yeah, but John, here's what I find. Sometimes, and you know this. Sometimes I'll I'll reply to the letter, and nine times out of ten, after maybe a, a few back and forth, the person will say. Hey man, yeah, I'm really sorry. I was an idiot. I was, you know, uh, drunk, or uh, you know, my my wife left me, or you know, I just got fired from my job, and I felt really crap. People take it out on public. I think people. that's true to some extent, but yeah. this guy's an Obama bot, obviously, and he doesn't like us making fun of Hillary in particular. <laughs> and why? Because he's in love with her. I have no idea why anybody can't see through this bull crap, but that's okay. I mean, I, I you know, know, we do have listeners who do see through it, and they they help us continue the show. And I want to talk about it. Okay, it's even stereophonic. My Hillary dancing. Okay. <laughs> Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny now. Okay, Adam Duke and Colby Isle, Isle of Man, by the way, one twelve thirty-five in the morning, John. And firstly, I may offer my congratulations to Mickey and Adam and wish them some happy getting married karma. On behalf of the No Agenda listeners, since it's my birthday, I can't think of a better way to celebrate than to make a donation of the Real Dynamic Duo, Crackpot and Buzzkill. I thought you might appreciate a magic number, which will undoubtedly increase your karma. So give me the first few numbers of the Fibonacci sequence, mm. which is one, one, two. Three five or three five. I'd like to point out that any remaining douchebag listeners that the cost of the bandwidth per listener amounts to at least a couple of dollars a year. Not to mention all the hard work that goes into producing this unique podcast. These guys deserve a donation. Thanks again for the great analysis and crazy theories that make this show so special. Please, can I have an instant karma climate gate with a spot of slide whistle? <laughs> He's in Leicester. Okay. Leicester. We'll at, do we'll do at, climate gate first, then uh, karma for the slide whistle. Shot. Sweet. Patrick Mackham in Mount Vernon, New York, uh, 11111. Gregory Wilcox and Sir Gregory Wilcox, as a matter of fact, in Casa Grande or Casa Grande, Arizona. Hey, guys, this is my late to the party. Congratulations to Adam and Mickey with no E. All my best wishes, Sir Greg, 11111. Personal auto advisors, Brian Tobiason in Gardner, Kansas, $108.08. My name is Brian Tobiason, and I love the show. I wish I'd have been able to meet Adam and Mickey and Lawrence, but I had a prior commitment. Anyway, I'd like to give some karma to my wife, who just had our second human resource two weeks ago, and I'm hoping I can keep her on permanent maternity leave. <laughs> also, our anniversary was 8 8 which is my anniversary. Yeah. And I'm happy she's stuck with me for so long. You guys keep up the great job and keep, keep hitting people in the mouth. You've got karma. The question is, did you get lucky on your anniversary? Trevor Stephens, or Stevens in Perth, Australia. $104. A longtime boner. 
first-time donor. Can you please give some love, Carmen, to my son, Jaden, who is trying to find his first girlfriend and is also a douchebag? Call him out. He's a douchebag? Oh, well, he's a douchebag. Douchebag. Thanks for all, but you have to give him Carmen now. Yeah, I will. Uh, later. I, will. I will. Thanks for all the hours of entertainment you provide. Maybe Adam can look at the kids listening going, Dad, <laughs> Dad why am I a douchebag? I'm just a kid. Yeah, well, and but his son's trying to get him laid and calling him out as a douche. It's very conflicting. This he will clearly this grow. Some, uh, this is Perth. This is the wrong side of the world. He will like grow up to be a lone wolf, no doubt. Maybe Adam can look at the gas pipelines in Western Australia as we have some huge projects going in the far north by Chevron. Yeah, very aware of them, but nothing douchebaggery enough. You've got karma. When they start droning terrorists in uh, Australia, then we'll start talking about your pipelines. These are friendly pipelines. Rich Hraznik, Hraznik, yeah, so Eastern Pennsylvania, nice area, $100.33 to help fuel repair in the sin bin. I encourage all No Agenda listeners to go out and meet Adam and Mickey if they can. Meeting them as well as all the other No Agenda producers last year in Hoboken was a blast. He wants to get a hey citizen two to the head. You got karma. Okay. Hey citizen. You've got karma. It is fun to meet all the producers uh, out on the road. It, it's yeah, it, we love it. We and and I always I have to say it. Our producers are sharp. I always miss you there, John. I really. It feels like yeah, I'm doing I, I the miss show. Myself too. <laughs> all right. I was going to say something nice. Screw you now. Go ahead. Keep going. Dennis Harrod, Titusville, Pennsylvania, hundred bucks. No comment. Roman Andrusko in Bradford, Ontario, seventy-five. Wanted to say the karma thing works. I've had great success with the karma request, and now I'm in need to get some job karma for my girlfriend, Julie. Julie recently lost her job and is now looking for a new career. Something nice to help her in her search. Also, can I get a MILF for Julie to remind her that she is very hot? Yes. Sure. Can you send us a picture? MILF. That's one mother I'd like to. You've got karma. Pictures. Adam at Curry.com. John Vale in Pennsburg, Pennsylvania, 61. And ho, Ray ho, 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 stop right there. Yeah? Stop right there. We okay. went from 75 to 61. John? Oh, you're the right. The spell has been broken, citizen. There's no 69.69. We no longer will accept 69.69 donations. These will be refunded to you. We will not accept them. Do not send your 69.69 anymore. This is reverse psychology. Well, are we actually send them back? <laughs> what if they insist on donating sixty nine sixty nine? Not as part of the string. We can also start a new string, although it requires Carrie Shun to, to start, uh, it, on. start it. it. She has to start it's it. Like off. I don't know. We'll go for, for we went, is, how long? This is a sad yeah. day. This is a sad, is day, a sad day. A sad day in no agenda history. No more sixty nine sixty nine. I guess we're all we're all laid up and good to go. Show 433. Well, you know, we used to get two or three. We got none. None. Zero. Out. Huh. All right. You're right. Yeah, for some reason, I didn't even notice. I, yeah. Huh. Well, now I feel bad. Andre Mickelson in Virginia Beach, Virginia, 5510. Double nickels on the dime. Going to be a long. Uh, sorry, my money, my time, smiley face. I want to give a late congrats to Adam and Mickey. Uh, right now, I'm 13, 22 minutes into the Burka belly flop episode trying to catch up. I feel like such a douche because I used to be on top every every episode since my first, 352. By the way, my friend went went to get on the internet and, 
and a message popped up disabling his internet telling him he had illegally downloaded a copyrighted file on his computer and needed it deleted before getting his internet backup. That's bold. There's, not, there's no way that can happen. His ISP realized he had legally downloaded Rango 2 weeks before. Dude, if you're going to download a movie, not Rango 2. This is this doesn't sound right. Let's give a douchebag to Cox Communications. Douche also during bag. all good. I mean, what are they doing? Scanning your system? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, they do that. If you do a BitTorrent, you will get a note. You definitely get a note. They, of course, they're scanning that. All during the All Good Music Festival, there's apparently tons of bath salts. So there was a group that came under the bunk police selling tester kits to test your drugs. Uh, you can test MDMA, meth, MDA, heroin, opium, and more. I've sent you an email with the pictures of their card. Hmm. My birthday is on September 14th. I'm a folder, not a scruncher. I don't mind the slide whistle. Can I get a Hey Citizen Karma in the morning to the head? Shut up, slate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I think, I, let me see. It's a Hey Citizen Karma in the morning to the head. Shut up, slave. So, uh, Hey, hey Citizen, Citizen Karma. You've got karma. In the morning. In the morning. <laughs> I did it. Ugh. Paul, I shouldn't be encouraged. Paul Shivati in Saskatoon, the Paris of Canada. Double nickels on the dime. Hey, uh, bra, Brages, Braj, Brages. <laughs> Brages. Drunk drone nation here from Lava Paducci. Want to call out Derzurin Urn as a motherfucking douchebag. Please give Sean Cardinal some karma for donating for my birthday and hit up my wife with some MILF huntsman. I'm also shout out to Derek Green, whom I'm trying to hit in the mouth. Your gays are awesome, but please stop with the little kid shut up, slave. You're beating a horse to death. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that a huntsman? Yeah, a huntsman. <laughs> <laughs> and a milk. got karma. Yeah, give him a shut up, slave. Yeah, just because he's. Shut up, slave. Because he hates it. Jonathan Fitch, Jefferson City, Missouri. This donation is from my son Chris's 15th birthday on August 9th. <coughs> Excuse me. Happy birthday. He's listened for a year and loves you guys. Oh. Yeah, it's good. It's a good age. This is his number one present request. Nice. Aww. Also, like a douching, give him some karma for a great freshman year. You guys, wow. you still have to study. Wait a minute. When I was fifteen, all I wanted was a BB gun. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Well, thank you so much, man. <laughs> Good human resources. You've been douched. You've got karma. Oh, you'll find. You'll find Jonathan Fitch. Uh, Kurt von Chris. Tripp. Chris Fitch. Chris Fitch. Sorry, Chris. 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 Geert van Schiep. Geert, Geert van Trijp. Geert van Trijp. Mm-hmm. 50. Bernie Atima. Adama. I think you missed uh, Stephanie Stinson. Oh, what about Adama? Did I get it right? Is it Atima? Adama. I can't remember. Atama. Adama. Bernie yeah. Adama. I get back to her. Uh, I hit in Iowa, and the gray goose hung high. The goose hung high in Framingham, Massachusetts, all 50. And the last $50 donation comes from Stephanie Stinson, San Antonio, Texas, who writes in, I'm a first-time donor, long-time boner. I need a de-douching. I want to throw a birthday shout-out to my boyfriend, Matt Fuller, and call him out as a douchebag. Douchebag. For not donating. Mm, I would also wow. like some new job karma. Thanks for 
for always giving us a great show and being the best internet broadcast in the universe. So she needs a You've been de-douched. You've got karma. And uh, I got a couple of uh, uh, meetup donations. So uh, Mike Statenham in, uh, in Layton, who, of course, were parked outside his, uh, his house here, uh, $200. Glenwood Springs, Eric Grumling from Aspen, as I said, $200. Uh, J.D. Miller, hold on a second. Uh, is that all I had? I guess that's all we had. And we have a, a request from our Insta night from uh, Denver, Gitmo Nation Central Command. Uh, this was uh, Devin. Adam, John, thanks for the on-show nighting following the live nighting in Louisville on Thursday night at the Louisville Rex. Since you didn't end up reading my email on yesterday's show, which is no big deal, I'd like to humbly request that you send some karma in the form of Hey Citizen Karma in the morning to Gary Johnson in the hope that the douchebags that run the Democratic-Republican-controlled Commission on Presidential Debates allow him to be in the presidential debates. The American uh. pe- <coughs> That's what I said. The American people need to see that their choice this November is not binary, despite the endless insistence by the mainstream media idiots that we must choose between the black Democrat that wants to kill everyone and the white Republican that wants to kill everyone. (laughs) Thanks very much, Sir Devin and Gitmo Nation, Central Command North. So uh, we'll send that uh, karma. What do you want? Uh, Hey, citizen karma in the morning. Here we go. Hey, citizen. You've got karma in the morning. And that'll do it. And uh, I think we have another, well, for the meetup schedule, itm.im slash tour09. Definitely subscribe to the newsletter. Pictures and more meetup information coming on that as well. Now you should wrap it up and tell people where to go. Well, you know, everyone should uh, help us continue this project. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA is a good place to start. Also, noagendashow.com, noagendanation.com. There's donate buttons there. And channeldvorak.com slash NA in an emergency if you can't get on Dvorak.org slash NA. And that'll be uh, – I want to thank everybody who donated uh, to produce the show and the – the regular donors and also the lesser donors and the subscribers. We still need more 1212 subscribers to celebrate 1212 coming up. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you believing in our value for value model. It keeps us literally on the road during the hot summer months. Dvorak.org <laughs> slash NA. All righty. It's your birthday, birthday. Congratulates himself on his birthday, John Vitz, of course. Uh, happy birthday to his son, Chris, who turned 15, who turned 15 today. And his uh, top of the wish list was a uh, de-douching uh, No Agenda Karma. Very happy to have the young human resources on board. Stephanie Stinson says happy birthday to her boyfriend, Matt Fuller, and Bill Saturno. Congratulates Larry in Westerbury, Connecticut, who celebrated his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday here from all your buddies at the best podcast in the universe. And we've got, uh, of course, our night, our instant night, uh, John Jason Schrader, who, uh, if you could just uh, pull out your blade there, we could... uh, Okay, here it is. Yeah, perfect. Jason Schrader, step forward, my friend. We are happy to have you on board. The Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable, thank you so much for your instant night donation of $1,000 or more in support of our value for value model. Therefore, we proudly pronounce thee, Sir Jason Schrader, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. For you, sir, hot pants and booze, wenches and beer, hookers and blow, red poison, chardonnay. Or if you want some, if you want a bong hit, it's all here. 
because that's what we do as Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Thank you once again. And we look forward to more nights before we round out our night program with the rings at the end of the year and start uh, moving into... Yeah, but the, the night program will continue with oh, the, the different... Oh, the night uh, program premium. continues, yes. Yeah, I ran into someone saying that they thought we're canceling the whole thing. It's oh, no, 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 no. That's wrong. That's wrong. Um, hey, fascinating, fascinating stories. Uh, for uh, I hope that douchebag who sent you that note is listening. Because, uh, you know, of course, we never talk uh, about... He, he, he gives... Once we mention Obama or, or Hillary, he that, it, probably that Hillary joke, yeah. he turned, turned out. He's yeah, done. tuned out. Um, because, of course, one of my favorite big pharma stories is the hoax known as Gardasil. And, of course, uh, we've been through, uh, we started with women, then it was girls, and then it was boys. And now, this is the story coming out, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know it, the, the sexually transmitted disease known as HPV, or in the United Kingdom of Gitmo Nation East, HPV, here's the headline, you don't need to have sex to get HPV. Oh, brother. Yes. Yeah, you, I actually, that you could walk around. Uh, that was, we already pointed this out when we talked about the shoes coming off at the airport. Well, there's a new study, and of course, uh, I tried to, to, to get the, the actual study itself uh, done by Eduardo Franco. He's at the Cancer Epid- Epidemiology. Uh, department at McGill University. I can't get the study because you have to be a member of like Medi something or other. You know, you have to be a, you know pay four hundred dollars a month to get the study. But I'll just read from this uh, from this little study shows article here. Even girls who have not had sexual intercourse are at risk for infection with HPV. A new study shows. In the study, which involved teen girls and young women, 11.6% of those who had never had sexual intercourse were infected with at least one strain of HPV. Which, by the way, might not even be the one that uh, you get the shot for. But that's neither here nor there. That's beside the point. HPV is a sexually transmitted disease that is most commonly passed between people during vaginal or anal intercourse. But it can also be transmitted through genital-to-genital or hand-to-genital contact. Which is how the participants in this likely service, in this study likely got the virus. So because you, you peed... And you touched your penis, and you shook someone's hand, you gave them HPV! So it's not enough to be vaccinating. Now we have to... And you know, now, are you a virgin? Time for your shot. This is... <laughs> it, it makes me mad. Uh, meanwhile, I will say I'm very happy to see that in Finland, where, of course, uh, they were the, the Ministry of Truth there, for some reason, let it slip by that... Um, uh, girls uh, were actually getting very, very ill, and uh, I guess narcolepsy uh, cropped up. They have now scrapped HPV vaccine from the budget. Very good. Very, very good there, uh, Finland. Very smart. And by the way, the fin- if you look at the list of uh, you know what countries do good medical uh, in terms of service, the healthiest public and all the rest, Finland's right at the top there. Yeah. They're better off than we are. Yeah. And, uh, because they're not so, they're not, they're, their government doesn't sell out the public. No. No, they don't. I mean, they freeze them to death and give them no sunlight. But otherwise, it's beautiful up there in Finland. And good news, everybody. <coughs> CDC reports new swine flu outbreak. It's the No Agenda Swine Flu Minute. That's right. Which Brand is new good s- news for us because we get to use the jingle. jingle. All right. This is the H3N2 swine flu virus. And uh, they cite many, many publications 
The New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, Los Angeles Times, USA Today reporting on the brand new swine flu. But good news, citizen. The CDC is preparing a swine flu vaccine. This is good news. No worries. We have a candidate vaccine. Clinical trials are planned for this year. (laughs) You can't make it up. You can't. You just can't make it up. But I love it. Too much money to be made. There is so much juggernaut of money making. So much money to be made. It really is quite, uh, quite outrageous. A couple of bankster. uh, There's a lot of bankster news. Looks like this LIBOR thing, which we latched onto pretty early, is this may become the thing that unravels it all. You know, I'm seeing reports everywhere of banks now suing each other. And everyone's pointing the finger and blaming, but there's a lot of lawsuits. And I think you know, we're only hearing about just a little bit. Um, but there's tons of reports about you know UBS uh, suing Deutsche, Deutsche suing as, uh, HSBC. Uh, you know, and this is not about you know half a billion dollars in fines. This is about actual derivatives in the trillions that are unraveling. It's really, uh, really quite interesting. And the war is on. <clears throat> um, I guess there was a, a, a big war against this um, bank called Standard Chartered. Now, this, I don't know. Have you done a yeah. Dvorak Horowitz uh, show recently? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We speak. did one this week. Did you guys talk about this, about we Standard, talk, we, yeah, Standard yeah, Charter? Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend people take a listen. So um, I picked up this little nugget from Bloomberg, which kind of explains why. Now, what happened is Standard Charter, maybe you can explain it better than I can, John. Uh, they're being accused of uh, whitewashing billions of dollars to the uh, Iranian government, correct? Yeah. 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 So yeah. They're, they're financing terrorists. Terrorists, I tell you. Were, yeah. Oh, well, so here's what's really going on. It certainly doesn't come at a good time for Standard Chartered, given that they were just announcing such positive growth. Right. They, they have been the storybook bank over the past bunch of years. People are envious of them. They've always been considered a takeover target because they have this great franchise in all these growing economies around the world, the few remaining growing economies in the world. So, yeah, it's, it is a real blow, a real turnabout for them. Sounds to me like the, uh, someone wanted to buy him and the price was just too high. That could be. And just throw out some terrorism crap. Eh. That's that's a possibility. That's a the, good one. I like it. The price was down like 10% or something. It's just like, boom, their stocks were down. And <clears throat> funny, though, because yeah, well, there was also... They a, may be kicked out of the USA is the real reason. There was also a clip of the CEO. You, you can't make this guy up. Just last week, um, Asia CEO of Standard Charter, Jasper Bindra, was here in our newsroom talking, still basking in the glory of the success, successful earnings of Standard Charter. So before we talk about this latest um, chapter, let's, let's roll a bite from him. Well, we've remained quite consistent with our strategy over a long period. <laughs> he's got the turban. He's got the beard. He's got the whole thing going uh-huh. on. He, what? You talking to go on? Uh, oh, never mind. You're not listening. You're talking to JC. Right. No, I'm listening. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm listening. I, the guy's got such a thick Indian accent that yeah. you yeah. know. I think he's maybe a patsy. Ben Bernanke, um, who is the head of the uh, Federal Reserve, our central bank here and of the world, central bank of the world. Um, and why is there a central bank, John? What is the main? Why was the central bank created? The Federal Reserve as a central bank. Why was that created? To protect the uh, interests of the super wealthy so they wouldn't uh, end up losing uh, all their money to uh, 
the ups and downs of a free market. Yeah. What's the what? What? Do you, what I mean, seriously, what is the historical reason? Because I he he mentions it in this clip. But I wasn't, you know, when, if someone said, well, it was, well, the way when it was put together in the thir- 1913 or whenever, it was like they, we had supposedly a, such a, such a financial system that was going up and down and up and down. There was all these crashes and panics. And they were, the country was known for them, uh, even though they really didn't begin until about 1857. But they really started going in a heavy duty way. Uh, and they decided they can control the money supply. If they had a central bank, and that would be able to regulate the uh, ups and downs of of the stock market. Okay, that was a really convoluted I don't know answer. Yeah, yeah. Ben Bernanke has a really short answer, and uh, we can use this in the future. Um, another issue related to financial markets is that, uh, unlike most industries, financial markets are prone to runs. That is, if people lose confidence in um, a particular institution or even in a broad set of institutions and they are providing short-term deposits or short-term funding to those institutions, they have an incentive to run and pull out their money as quickly as possible. And if everybody does that, it's like everybody running for the exit in a crowded theater, then uh, you know nobody's better off. What happens is that you create huge stress in the financial system. And trying to address the problem of runs and instability is in fact why the Federal Reserve was created in almost 100 years ago. To- there you go. Because I've got the runs. <laughs> Crisis. What I said. To provide uh, support for the financial system during periods of, of crisis. That's it. <clears throat> to provide for the financial system during periods of crisis. So can they just go on vacation after the crisis is over? Or not necessary anymore? Uh, no, they have to be vigilant. They have to be there constantly watching. <laughs> they have to make the call. Make the call. And there's the call coming in. Yeah, huh. right on cue. All right, I've got a little clip that's a little off the wall. Play, you know, you know, the show accomplishes various things, but I think we're, we're going to lose out to ABC. Play their new house ad. Hold on a second. Yeah. So, wait, set that up for me again? I was distracted. Uh, I want to answer the phone. <laughs> ABC, how sad. Play it. <laughs> we know how it feels. Right now, there's so much information coming at us, it's almost dizzying. But what if there was one place committed to making sense of it all? Committed to connecting the dots for you. Breaking things down. Not just talking at you, but making things clear. Less confusion, more understanding. That's the promise every day of ABC News. Watch and you'll see the whole picture. <laughs> That's right, citizens. You only need ABC News, the Ministry of Truth. That's great. Isn't that a great house ad overdone? We should do that. We break it down. There's only one source you need. No agenda show. I think we could take that ad and just add our name to the end. <laughs> Let me see how that works. Let me see if that sounds any good. We can try it. We know how it feels. Right now, there's so much information coming at us, it's almost dizzying. But what if there was one place committed to making sense of it all? Committed to connecting the dots for you. Breaking things down. Not just talking at you, but making things clear. Less confusion, more understanding. That's the promise every day of ABC News. Watch and you'll see the whole picture. The best podcast in the universe. We suck. Wah, 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 wah.
I think we have a winner. By the way, just drop our thing right in there. Boom. I think we. I just got a note from uh, Ms. Mickey. I know we don't want to do premiums, but she's getting a lot of messages. People would like to donate. Uh, and maybe this is one of our producers can set this up. They'd like to order uh, John C. Dvorak on a stick. <laughs> Apparently, the JCD head on a stick is a big hit. <laughs> Have you seen some of these pictures? Yeah, no, it's hilarious. There's a head here and there. It's just floating around, especially that dumb look of mine. We actually, when we go to bed, we we put you in the bed with your head on a stick. Good. I think it's about time. I haven't been in a threesome for a while. So, play old brother Cripes. Oh, brother Cripes. Him and nail that so well, and to make it not a caricature but a true portrayal of Tommy Lee Jones younger. Well, I have seen uh, Brolin play W, where he played George Bush, and what I loved about that performance is it was not an impersonation, it was an interpretation. The thing about Brolin and Tommy Lee Jones is, is they both have physically the largest heads of any two humans <laughs> I've ever met. They say it's one of the reasons that uh, certain people become movie stars is proportion of head to body. It's why Josh and Tommy are movie stars. They have very similar heads. They they sound they can sound alike. Hello? Can you just credit the No Agenda show with this, please? How long have we been saying that? That was Barry Sonnenfeld, the director of Men in Black and some other movies. And as soon as he said that, I said, oh, stop the tape. I got to get this. And Adam, we feel like a million bucks after he hears this confirmation yeah. of his crazy Con- theory. Confirmation. Big heads win on television. By the way, you would do great on television, John. You got, a, a, you big, got, a, you got a big head. You got a round head. Yeah. yeah. Pumpkin head. No, no. You have a very nice head. Uh, your head's nice. It's just big. <laughs> <laughs> um. The war on ammo continues, and uh, interesting uh, tracking down these websites. The website that I was looking at um, is, here it is, um, demandaplan.org, which is protected by a domain registrar, so you can't find out who registered it, but I'm pretty sure... Uh-oh, Scambola. I'm a veteran. A mother. A teacher. We're survivors of the Tucson shooting. Our leaders gave us a moment of silence then. But they haven't given us a plan. President Obama. Governor Romney. We demand a plan. Because 48,000 Americans will be murdered with guns during the next president's term. That's three Aurora shootings every day. We need less silence. And more courage. Demand a plan. Mayors Against Illegal Guns Action Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising. So it's very interesting how this is uh, mayorsagainstillegalguns.org which is uh, run by Bloomberg. If you see, it's uh, registered to uh, nyc.gov. But demandaplan.org is what's being promoted in this video. But they don't say illegal guns. They just say guns. 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 Demand a plan to end gun violence. And it's, uh, well, it's where it's all going, I guess. Well, it's a, I don't know. There's a lot of... uh money on both sides of this debate it hasn't gone that far even although it's, it's inching away because in the olden days when i was a kid uh if i remember i've said it before you know you used to be able to have a cannon <laughs> yeah cassius clay had a cannon 
Yeah, Cassius Clay, the original Cassius Clay, the original this, the one of the early uh, ambassadors of Russia, mm-hmm. uh, very famous uh, brother of Henry Clay uh, in the eighteen. He was a, an abolitionist and he lived in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of pro-slave groups there. And then every once in a while, the sheriff would get up a posse and they'd go to arrest him on some trumped-up charges. And he'd fire the cannon at them. I love that. Nowadays, of course, you pull and they all went back home. This is ah nuts. Nah, screw it. And nowadays, you did something like that they bring in the drones and they yep. kill you yes you can't do anything like that but so i mean i don't see that as... <laughs> you can't do any good stuff like that anymore oh speaking no. of that um you, you know keep... i was just in denver and of course now i have friends in the services in denver and um did, did you hear about this fire in aurora two no. dead 25 injured in aurora fire yeah, no. yeah, yeah. This was um, when was this on the so this two nights ago? Aurora firefighters were dispatched to their second working fire of the night in the area of Seventeenth and Peoria. Um, so two people died in this fire. Twenty five were injured. I think on the second floors when they died. Witnesses reported a twenty to thirty year old thin white male wearing a white and black black checkered shirt and long pants was seen entering the building with a gas can moments before the fire started. Now, by itself, maybe not such an interesting story, unless your friends in the fire department there tell you that this building was right across from James Holmes's building. I'm thinking we had some witnesses we had to clean up. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's very They're possible. not reported upon in any no, such way. Of yes. course not. Of course not. Why some would we do that? Unre- it's kind of curious unreported news besides the snow in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, play the dumpster diving uh, clip. Okay. To enter Parliament. The Spanish city of Girona has decided to lock supermarket rubbish bins to stop people scavenging for food. Products past their sell-by date are thrown away at the end of each day and then taken and eaten by the hungry. The practice has increased since the Spanish economy began to unravel. There are 1.73 million households in Spain where all eligible workers are unemployed. There are a large number of perishable products that are thrown away and then eaten. They're the products that the people are looking for. The move is not as mean as it first appears. Officials say that there are health risks involved for those who eat from bins, and the practice causes social alarm. (laughs) Social alarm? (laughs) Social alarm. You know, know, stuff that is past its date, you don't have to throw it out. You can eat it. It's perfectly fine. Well, in fact, if you look into it in any way, especially in the United States where they refuse to stamp everywhere in the world you go and you if you buy an egg, generally speaking, they're inkjet printed with the date that they're either packaged or the date that the chicken laid them or some right. approximation. Right, right. And uh, if you go to Germany, all the eggs have this little – they have a little uh, – bunch of ink on them for they we don't do that in fact and it's a known fact that the germans have the germans have a culture of putting tattoos on things so yes but that's but this is not unusual in france and other places right i mean i think in england too this is some of the eggs especially the but anyway we take and we just the eggs are over date you know the package yeah we just take them out and change the package i mean we do this known fact that our half of the eggs that we eat in this country which is why i recommend people get their own damn chickens Half the eggs are way past the date. Chick- an egg will last, you know, two, three, four months. 
before it really goes bad yeah. if it's kept oh, yeah. refrigerated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, this would be the kind of thing that we're talking about. Federal. Yeah, if you buy, if you pull it in the dumpster and you pull out a, uh, you know, it's a yogurt, a Greek yogurt. <laughs> Greek yogurt, yeah. And it's got, it's got a date on there. You just open it and you smell it. You know, if That's it stinks, right. Use your you nose. don't eat it. Use your nose. Your nose will tell you. So a federal appeals court ruled that the U.S. government can indeed tap into Americans' communications without uh, warrants? No. This is the uh, three-judge panel of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that citizens... It's our group here in the Bay Area. Bay citizens. Citizens can sue the United States for damages stemming from the use of information collected via wiretap, but not for the collection of information itself. This is very interesting. Yeah, that way they, they, that keeps the dossier alive. Yeah. So wireless yeah, warrant. Great wa- dossiers. Yeah. Warrantless wiretapping is apparently just allowed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Just one of those things. Make it easy on yourself, people. Just get on Facebook and <laughs> spill your guts. <laughs> And tell everybody what you're up to and then get on Foursquare so they know where you are at all times. And then wherever you go, check in. Make sure to check in wherever you go. When you go to McDonald's, check in. And then write about it on Facebook and then tweet it if you can. And then they won't really bother you too much funny. because they, they got your, yeah. your self-documenting. Funny you mentioned that. I have a little clip about uh, Tweeter. New York City Police Department boosted security outside a Broadway theater after profanity-laden threats of mass murder were made on Twitters. <laughs> Twitters. Starting late last week. Twitters. Twitters. One read, How many are there? There's so many Twitters. Serious. People are going to die like Aurora. Referring to the movie theater massacre that killed 12 and wounded 58. Another tweet included mention of a hit list and killing a lot of people. The wait, NYPD. Wait, let me guess. Stop. It was Obama's Twitter feed. <laughs> I'm going to drone you, bitch. He requested information about the Twitter account holder, but was denied. Denied! In a statement, they added, we sought a subpoena to force Twitter to disclose the identity of the account holder. They want to cooperate with law enforcement, but they have to make sure that they're respecting their users' privacy as well. Couldn't waiting for that subpoena in some cases mean the difference between life and death? Life and death! Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) They won't wait for the court order. Uh, if they have a good faith belief that someone's life is in danger. Larry Cunningham. So uh, Twitter just makes it up as they go along, apparently. Cunningham is a former New York City prosecutor. Yeah, absolutely. They're really between a rock and a hard place. He's subpoenaed social media companies in the past. What could the NYPD, in, in this case, learn from Twitter? I would want to know who registered it, when where were they when they registered it? What was the IP address of their computer? There you go. What's their email address? How much do we know about this account holder? Yes, exactly. That's So there you go. Go ahead and put it out there. Whatever you say. They're going to get all your information. What an idiot, this guy, this twit guy. I mean, the tweeter guy or the guy doing the tweets. <laughs> on the I tweeters. On the it. tweeters. It's all on the tweeters. Yeah. yeah I'm going to bomb the place. Yeah, really. So, and did it get bombed, by the way? I don't know. Uh, I never heard of any bombing of a, of a Broadway theater. So the, um, I just don't – I haven't had the time. Oh, wait. Yeah, there was a bomb. That's right. Spider-Man. <laughs> In the morning. Are you familiar with the Hanseatic League? Oh, that sounds familiar. 
but no. I looked this up on uh, on the Book of Knowledge. Uh, this is a sent to us by a Candyman. A prolonged Euro crisis could lead to the Nordic EU countries forming a modern Hanseatic League centered on the Baltic oh, yeah. Sea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know about this. Go on. Well, I mean, it's kind of like an, uh, just throwing it out there because I figured you would know about the previous Hanseatic League, which I think was in the 1500s or so, the 1600s. Uh, I was just being, I was still being conceived about then. I wasn't old enough to remember. <laughs> um, do you know anything about it or you don't? No, I don't. Oh. Well, I wish you did because it seems... Well, thanks. It's <laughs> so the idea is the Nordic countries, Germany... Uh, the Baltic countries and Poland would form a separate viable economic alliance. In fact, this Hanseatic uh, League, uh, we still hear of it today, um, like Lufthansa. Lufthansa, the Hansa from uh, from Hanseatic Ooh, is a throwback. Yeah, I didn't know this. And I've actually found that on the Book of Knowledge. Um, I find that interesting that there's a competing... Oh, here we come. I should have talked about it. Seriously, the Germans are in both all these. They're competing against themselves. Well, the thing is. They're not taking any chances. The only people who aren't allowed in are the French. That's what's interesting about the Hanseatic <laughs> Now, that League. makes sense. <laughs> it's like, we're going to set up a little club here, but uh, no Frenchies allowed, please. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Yeah, the French can join with the Spain and the Portuguese, and they'd make a little club of their own. I suppose they could do that. Or uh, who else is in that area? Uh, maybe uh, the, the Dutch or the yeah, Belgium. Yeah, the Dutch. Yeah, parts of the parts of the uh, of Belgiums. The... So here's the legacy of Hansa is remembered today in several names. For example, Lufthansa, FC Hansa Rostock. That's the, the soccer club. Hansa University of Applied Sciences in Groningen, the Netherlands. The Hansa Brewery in Bergen, and Hansa Park in Estonia. So this was a big deal back in the day, apparently. This was the EU of the, of the day. What happened to them? Uh, they, all these plans, by the way, crap out. This had, <laughs> they, there, was a, there was an internationalism movement in the uh, turn of the century, late 1800s, and it resulted in World War I, mm. to put it mildly. And it was funny because I was reading about this or studying this era while I was looking at the Depression cycle. And it, it, around Which is 19- what you do on Saturday nights. I do. It's <laughs> pathetic. So uh, around, 19, around the turn of the century, from 1900 to about 1915, uh, there was really no passport control in most of the world. You would just do whatever you felt like. Go here, you go there, you do all these different. You, can, you know, it wasn't like a big deal. And they put the and and there was a world trade was in fact if you look at charts of world trade, it was peaking out big time around the turn of that century. Everyone was trading, and it was a big talk. You know, the way it is now too. Oh, it's globalization. Everybody, you have to compete on a world basis and all these sorts of things. And the more that increases, the more tension erupts because people are trying to look for an advantage, and or they're or they're going broke because of something or other, like we are. And then it, they clamp it down. But this resulted in World War One, which resulted in World War Two. It was a disaster. That's why I'm not a big fan of the EU or any of these things because they always lead to some horrible situation. If you just leave people alone, let their little countries do their own thing, and they can do, you know, it's it's fine. It's it always worked out well until they start to yo, let's be bigger. That's my history in a nutshell. I'm looking at the chat room. Hansaplast. 
<laughs> the Band-Aid people. Hands across America. <laughs> I don't think that was the That's same. That's a good one. That's very good. Uh, thank you for that uh, contribution. Follow the pipe, pipe, pipe. Just a quick one on the pipes. Greece now, once again, I'm just keeping you updated on this, have said they've made progress in finding budget cuts needed to continue its uh, bailout, agreed last March with the European Union, the International Monetary Fund, the Troika, as it were. Uh, But they really need to sell off the state-owned gas company and grid operator. We're ready to go. Of course. Pricing is done. And who was in in Athens this week? Oh, Israeli President Shimon Peres. Uh huh. He was there for uh, to talk about uh, tourism and energy, but the whole mm-hmm. a whole article that I have focused on tourism and energy. <laughs> so, what do you think? Will we see an Israeli buy of the Greek assets? Well, let's. They, somebody's going to buy it. Which, of course, the Greek people should get wind of this and, and cause a fuss. I hope. Oh no. Uh, well, they might cause a fuss, but we'll never hear about it. So I did promise in the newsletter we talk a little bit about the Olympics. I do have two clips. Very nice. The Olympics, by the way, are the worst Olympics I've ever seen. It seems like the Bob Costas show, they they showed nothing that's interesting. We haven't seen any of the – you know, ping pong is actually interesting at this level. Watching guys that hit the ball a million times, a million hours, a million miles an hour. There's a lot of good sports, kayaking, a whole kinds of sailing. Women's field hockey. There's a bunch of yeah, that, too. They don't show any of it. It's mostly Bob Costas interviewing Americans. And then and they by the way, they, they show these. Uh, this is just a complaint of mine. They, they they'll show these Russian the gymnasts. And then the, yeah, the, the last gymnast has to get a lower or higher score. They never show us the score. They show the score of the American and they show the score of the next person. And the last person who has to get a 12.2 or something. They don't show what the score is. They don't. They just leave it out. Who's ever producing the Olympics for NBC is an idiot. Can I make? An observation, an observation yeah. before your clip, because I've seen very little of the uh, of the Olympics because we don't have a television, and it's only if we're in a bar somewhere getting drunk or uh, or eating or whatever. And here's the observation, particularly with the gymnastics, that I saw a little bit of that, but uh, also during uh, the women's uh, running, jumping over those things, hurdles, mm-hmm. their their eye makeup. Without fail, they all have really heavy. Ma- they look like hookers. All of them. Yeah, I know. That. In fact, why does a runner wear eye makeup? That doesn't. That, why, what if it gets why, a, does it, why does a, a girl who's going to do the uneven bars? Why is? I mean, it's really thick. It's like heroin addict hooker makeup. What is up yeah. with that? You've seen it too, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. In fact, we were watching the high hurdle or the low hurdles, uh, 110 or whatever it is. Yeah. And when they had a close up of one of these black women, and she had huge fake eyelashes yeah, on. Yeah, I mean that slows like, what, you down. Uh, what? And we all commented on it. It's like, what's the what's with the eyelashes? It's hooker makeup, man. It's like if my daughter walked around like that, I said, dude, you know, and she likes makeup, but I mean, this is outrageous. And you're a gymnast. What happened to Oh Not so they- so they so they have these events and they have a lot of interviews and at the end of a lot of the interviews they'll have you know they, they take the winner if it's an American take him aside and they'll then they bring out this fascinating commentary <laughs> uh, you can play the clip America Olympics are about well Justin now that you're in the final how do you plan on using this opportunity with gold silver and bronze waiting for everybody just go out there execute do my race like I'm supposed to I've done it all year and just 
Go to the finish line with all heart. A lot of emotion here at the end of the semifinal. Tell me about it. You know, it's not about me. It's not about the next runner next to me or my teammates. It's about America. <laughs> That's right. It's about America. Oh, yeah. It's about America. Hey, hold on a second. If you see something, say something. It's all about America. Wow. So if we did, if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> the, the other Olympics clip I have is another one of these fascinating <laughs> interviews with with a guy from Jamaica. You can't. I swear to God, you will not understand a word he says. Well, Johan, you've been given the nickname the Beast. So what must a Beast do in this upcoming final? Well, um, you have to unleash the Beast. You know, um, the coach <laughs> haven't pulled off the strings yet, so we're just going to go back around and see what the coach have said. Give God thanks. God has been great to me. You know, I just keep focused and just get ready for the finals. All right, we'll see you back here shortly. Thank you. <laughs> I actually speak Jamaican, so I understood every word of that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what is this? This is terrible. And the guy's like, okay, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know, know what, what the hell he the guy said. said. <laughs> the beast. Why yeah, you so the Olympics the beast. Were blow. Hey, what's your Pussy Riot clip, man? I like Pussy Riot. Well, this, is the, this cracked me up. You know, Pussy Riot got... They were, they were, I just love hearing. Rush. I just love hearing female news anchors say "Pussy Riot." Yeah, Pussy Riot is a is a punk band in Russia, and they they stormed a church, I guess, and then they sang an anti-Putin song, and so they got arrested. Now they're gonna th they're threatening them with three years in prison. And so if you play this clip, which is kind of a background of it, mm -hmm. it turns out then then Madonna comes out with a bunch of others, but Madonna says Pussy Riot should be freed and all this other bullshit. Madonna is in Moscow. At the time, giving a concert by coincidence, this is like rigged, this whole thing. The court was told they had desecrated the church and caused huge offense to those who were working there that day. Their fate has attracted international attention. I just want to say a few words about Pussy Riot. Last night, Madonna, who was singing in Moscow, joined a growing chorus of music stars who were supporting Pussy Riot. <laughs> prosecution have asked for the women to be sent to prison for three years. You know, I think that this whole thing is just interesting because it gives the news media an opportunity to say pussy on television. And no, I think there's, there is that element, but I think this is also something that was orchestrated by our people because of Putin being such a dick about Syria. He's not playing along. He's not playing the game. But the whole pussy thing is just hilarious. Yeah, I know. You think that's really funny. Yeah, it's no, like I, Beavis and Butthead. I mean, uh, if you just pussy. If, if, you can't, if you just went up and said, "Well, you know, women have this HPV in their pussy," you know, you'd be cut, you'd be thrown off television. Yeah, you would. But if you can say "pussy pussy riot," I love it when Aaron Burnett says it. "Pussy riot," pussy. What do you think they're talking about? A little cat. Exactly so we don't hey, we don't have these sorts of pressures on this show, and that's why I want to remind people to support our show. We don't we people that do hate 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 on the show. They <laughs> don't have any way of getting us off the air, really. I'm uh, well. They can't. There's no pressure. They can. I mean, the, the whole group of listeners, all of, you know, whatever our numbers are, if they all stop giving us donations and stop producing the show for us, yeah, that'll, yeah that, that'll we'd be stop done. But, but that's different. That's than, because we than, suck. Than the lone wolf that you know is complaining about the fact that we don't support Obama <laughs> and and his kill list. I support the president. Yeah, we support him as the president, but we don't support Obama and his kill list.
And I want to thank uh, all of the uh, airmen at uh, Hill Air Force Base for uh, getting the memo and just uh, waiting for a little bit. <laughs> no, they heard it. Hey, they were complaining about it. They're they, over there. Heard, oh, they they didn't like the sound. I thought that was going to sound good on the show. No, no, no. They, <laughs> yeah. I heard Dvorak bitching about it. All right. You're grounded. Okay, well, you're grounded. Listen, stand down. Stand, stand down. down. You're grounded. You're grounded. <laughs> Maybe producer Mike uh, tweaked the ILS. Oh, I'm sorry, man. The systems aren't working. You can't fly right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's nice. To, we, it's really nice to know that we have so many uh, listeners in the uh, and producers in the in the service, and uh, that they're not insane. And they're not insane, and they're not out to kill you. And just because they don't have a Facebook doesn't mean that they're suspicious. Stop this insanity. All right. You have an end of show clip. This actually, you sent me this video. This has been around for a while. This is not really new. You just hadn't seen I never it. Yet? Heard it before. It was new to me. It's not really it's, new. I don't. I think it's, it's been around a while. I, in fact, I looked at it once, and the video just turned me off. I'm like, oh, here, here. here. They're like, hey, he's almost done with the show. Yeah, it's Fly a little bit. No, we don't have to play it. I'll tell you what. Instead of playing that, I mm-hmm. think you might be right. Yeah. If you have a good sense of these things, I do. Uh, we can play a back-to-back clip. Mm, a double shot. O'Reilly is an a-hole part one. <laughs> okay. And O'Reilly is an a-hole, which would be the second part of this clip. Let me set it up, and we can play it at the end, and then we can play you know, a douchebag clip. Okay. Uh, That's very good. O'Reilly, who is really working – I don't know who he's re- responding to, but he, uh, he's got conservatives on. He's got a conservative girl and a conservative guy, or he's got – or. She's got two people on it, but the conservative woman, the girl, she is well known, and she is described. She is kind of tending a little bit towards uh, um, legalization of marijuana. She's very pretty, of actually. course. Good, 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 good. And O'Reilly, and she gives some concrete reasons for this and that. And O'Reilly goes off the deep end with some crazy thing. He said, "What if your daughter dies from drugs? <laughs> Would you like to?" And so he does this over and over, and it's like so. I. The, First clip is him jumping all over her, and then the second clip is part of his uh, uh, word of the day with his with his crazy notions about why we need to be harsher drug laws. And he, at some point, which it's not in these clips, he actually says, "If we have to put the whole country in prison, that's too bad." I mean, he's really a douchebag about this stuff, and this these will be the two. So clips. this is your uh, this is your uplifting note that you're leaving us on, John. Is that uh, is that yeah, the idea? That's yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. All right, okay. This is um, uh, the Sally and the Sin Bin setup here in Layton, Utah, right above Salt Lake City, and Utah, the state where they have the most awesomest mountains in the universe. Come to Utah, everybody. It's really nice. Don't drive an I-15, though. That's not so really nice. Next stop, Sun Valley, Idaho's. Utah's, we Idaho's, Idaho's. Uh, we'll be there overnight, and then we're on to um, Boise, where we will be staying with uh, producer Chris Bashirs. No, oh, Chris, say hi for me. Yeah, known from the Poopcast. And he's always going to say, he's going to say, is this stock worth anything? <laughs> is this stock worth anything? Should I really be investing in that? Yeah. Should I just stock worth anything? Thank you very much, uh, Mike Statham, for uh, allowing us to uh, park in your driveway, follow your bathroom, and uh, cook our jowl bacon in your kitchen. And Miss Mickey, thank you once again for keeping us on the true, straight, and narrow. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation, Gold in Them Hills. That would be Utah. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. 
And from northern Silicon Valley, where I missed the webinar, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Sunday right here on No Agenda. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks for watching us tonight. Hidden agendas that hurt you. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Some conservative Americans believe President Obama intentionally wants to hurt the country, that he's a communist or a socialist or whatever. But Talking Points does not speculate about things that cannot be proven. Although in our second segment tonight, we will discuss Mr. Obama's youthful association with a hardcore communist. However, there are a number of hidden agendas on the left that can be proven. We all know about the medical marijuana ruse, where states like California and Colorado gave licenses to pot shops and now have to close them down because of all the social problems they are causing. In those states, anybody can walk in with an alleged pain in their toe and walk out with an intoxicant. Again, it's a ruse to legalize marijuana. Now we have something that ups the drug ante. Yesterday, the New York Times editorialized that some hardcore dealers, drug dealers, are actually victims who should not be put in prison. This is another ruse to try to get hard drugs decriminalized in the USA. I mean, think about it. About 30,000 Americans will die from illegal drug overdoses this year alone. 30,000. Another 23 million Americans are drug involved, addicted or dependent on things like heroin, cocaine and meth. The New York Times says we should look at mandatory sentencing requirements on our federal level and see if they're working and see if they're overloading the system. And I don't think that's an unreasonable thing, partly because as a conservative, I look at all levels of government and say, look, are we using our money as efficiently as possible? I wish the New York Times and the left would take a similarly skeptical eye to other things. But I do think that this is an area where you could look and say, for instance, in Florida, the state drug trafficking law, what makes you a big criminal, a drug trafficker, a drug dealer is to have, uh, I believe, seven pills of oxy can be the amount that you're caught with. All so right, that, you're, you're actually ensnaring people who are Here's maybe addicted, deal. who are victims me, uh, of these other bigger let's, crimes. Let's take it out of the theoretical realm, both of you. So you're, you're, uh, your daughter, you know, 19 years old, all right, dead because she takes OxyContin ODs and, and she's dead. Now, the person who sell, sells her that, all right, uh, what should happen to that person, Mary Catherine? What? Uh, I think... Uh, we well, have, that person should go to jail. But just for the record, parole? that was theoretical, and what I was talking about is an actual law in Florida. Okay, I the just asked you a very simple, straightforward, direct question. They should go to jail, to and that's fine, but the judge should have some discretion to say, look, what no, should no, the no. sentence be? Okay, if I, don't somebody hear, I don't want to I don't hear this. I want to hear in real what facts. should happen to the person who sold your daughter the pills that killed her. They should have a what? trial, and if they're convicted, they can go to jail. Oh, that's, that's how nice. the law works. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. No mandatory, though, right? It, no, here's no the problem. Mandatory. Here's the problem is when you have a mandatory, sometimes you're catching that girl who's hooked on drugs. You're not catching the person who's, who's yeah, well, selling it to her. And you're throwing her drugs, in jail for four years. If the dro- girl so you want her in drugs, jail for four years. Just comment. The girl who's hooked on drugs sells to someone else, all right, to, to supply her, her own habit. And that someone right. else dies, you're giving them a pass, Mary Catherine? Douchebag. Now get out there and whoop Obama's behind. Slash N-A